0: welcome guys to the trying podcast my name is nanini and on this podcast i'll be sharing with you the steps that i'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone hi it's january 9th on tuesday 2024 uh the year 2024 and so for this study uh like laughing right now because i'm just from giving myself a pep talk like okay we need we need to press record because <laughs> i found myself thinking like oh gosh I've, i'm in the same position where it's not like i have a complete study quote-unquote like a complete study like i i know i can share from the beginning to un- to the end and like share this perfect perfect um study Ah, but then i've decided you know what just just like i did in the last episode i just shared what i had that's what i'm going to do right now i'm feeling like laughing because Ah, it's the same place i always find myself here and it always feels new it's like oh my gosh nanini this is something big you don't know what you're like you you're not like us an expert like what do you think you're doing? But then I have to, I have to remember. Um, it's a study, right? It's a study. <laughs> okay, it's a study. And so today for this study, uh, I think I'm going to go back. I'm going to be sharing. I have this thread that I sent myself. I collect. I I collected some some two things, some notes that I've been writing, um, over the years, I, I found out it has been like some years now and I was like, wow, okay, so this is an actual thread that I have been following, actually unaware, I've been unaware that it's, it's started like way back when, and by way back when I mean like 2022, (laughs) it's probably even before that and it's me who I can't remember talking about such topics but um i recently by recently i mean on sunday on sunday i listened back to the uncovered episode that i published the the study uncovered that i published on may 19th season seven right may 19th 2023 um the uncovered episode right? it's titled uncovered and in that episode I talked about the uncovering of your father's nakedness I was studying that idiom like the uncovering of your father's nakedness and what it means I studied about the head covering in first Corinthians chapter 11 nice I can remember that verse of head first Corinthians chapter 11 I also studied about Adam and Eve's nakedness and its connection and also Eve's name like there's a lot and the reason why I even started um listening to that episode this sunday last sunday was because january 7th yeah was because i want i want i want to continue being consistent when it comes to writing the show notes right the description the podcast descriptions the show notes and i have been I've not been that consistent. And so I found out I had actually written them down, but I had not attached the links. So it would, it would have been like way easier for me to just like search for the verses on the Bible app and then attach the link or whatever podcast I had um, mentioned and attach that link. But then I was like, oh, I'm curious. I really want to know what I talked about in this episode. So I just listened to it and I told myself I wrote down a list of all the episodes that I need to write the show notes for. And I told myself instead of just going back to the to like the um the two unfinished show notes I had written down, instead of just quickly adding the the, the links, because most of them I have actually written the show notes, just that I haven't added the links that would make it easier for somebody to just click the link and it will take them to that article or that podcast episode or that Bible verse. So I I decided I'd I'd listen back to those episodes. So this was the first episode that I had not attached uh, a show notes. There are others which were not necessarily Bible studies. There was just me sharing some things. (laughs) So for those I don't see the need for writing any description or show notes. Because I don't really... I'm not the type of podcaster. Because clearly that's what I'm doing now. I'm not the type... This is not the type of... I'm not the podcaster who wants the numbers. I don't... I'm not searching for a following I'm not searching for like numbers but what I have been telling myself is in as much as I'm not searching I'm not in I'm not in this space podcasting space for the numbers and the views and as much as that's true I also need to be a good steward of, a, of this craft because to me it's an outlet it's a creative It's an outlet, a public outlet for me to, like, share my thoughts and my current headspace and the studies and my relationship with God and whatever, all those things. Um, And the ways I'm getting out of my comfort zone in all these areas and letting go of my fears in all these areas. But also, I find it as a creative outlet for me. So when it comes to the things that I see as creative outlets, to me, they're they're not, uh, I don't care for the numbers, you know, but what I do care about is what God wants me to do with that space. If it's my painting space, if like, if it's, if it's me as the artist who paints and or who illustrates all this, all these things. I want to be a good steward i want to i want to bear fruit in that area right so i want to make sure i'm proud of the work that i put out that's why i've i keep on talking about like the audio in this this um cast space the podcasts space <laughs> okay in my podcast i do want to like improve on that and it's not because of anything like um, public it's just because I want to be proud of the anything I put out anything I want to look back and say you know what I did my best when it comes to this outlet and not just for me because sometimes I don't also care about what I want <laughs> what motivates me more is what God wants. That's actually what motivates me more. I realized that a while back that self-motivation is not it for me, to be honest. you know? Uh, as nanini as June, I find I find myself working towards... Caring for the audience of one, my audience, who is and that one is God. Like God is my audience that I want to please. He's the one I want to. He's who I care about when who it's like. I really care what God thinks about me and what God wants of me. That's something I care about. So all this I'm saying all this to say <laughs> when it comes to these podcasts, when I listened back to these episodes and I was looking for the sh- the episodes where the episodes where I haven't um, written the show notes for, I realized oh okay, so there are some episodes where... I don't, I don't feel the need to write anything because I realize also in this, in the statistics, part of the behind the scenes, (laughs) the podcast, most of the views, like how people find my podcast. It's not really because like they're clicking links that I share because I don't share that much. Honestly, I don't, I share once like today. When I finish publishing this episode, I'll share that link on my WhatsApp, the updates, the status page, and trust me, there are less than 10 people who have this number. So say for example, only five people will watch that status and it's because it's a new number and I don't want to give out my number. and I don't really care again for the numbers, so I'm just sharing to be to tell god like okay i shared on whatsapp (laughs) and then i'll share that link and add some to pizza's things like two things just for me on instagram on my status i'll share maybe one or maybe two maximum maybe two um two posts on my status and attach the link you know i'll just attach the link there and that same post, I'll save that same post from Instagram. This is my personal Instagram, and there's Nanini's art. I usually share on both the same posts, right? And just attach the link again. And those same posts from Instagram—that's what I'll—that's what I'll share on my Twitter, which is not active at all. Hence why I'm saying, I just want to know that. You know what God I've done my part <laughs> I've done my 20% this is I don't want to go I don't want to like create a podcast the trying podcast Instagram page because if I was doing that that meant I really want this to be a thing like I want to be known as Nanini the podcaster and that's not something I I want to be known as currently because most people have podcasts. Most people who have podcasts, they teach something. They, um, most, I'm saying most, most podcasts that I've come across are people being in a, like they're the one, they're the ones sharing the information, giving out the information, meaning the viewers or listeners are coming to them to learn about something that happened or to learn about something that they didn't know so they're like teaching that's what i'm saying like they have these teaching positions and i'm not i'm not but i don't see myself as a as one of those people i'm just It's. It, i see my podcast as my personal instagram page that is private <laughs> I'm just, I just want a page where I can just share to the close, to whoever, to whoever comes across. Okay, okay. Okay. Before my Instagram page was not private because I was like, okay, I'm just going to leave hashtags for whoever, like whoever shares the interest that I share. If they come across my page, fine. If they like my posts, fine. Right and then later I was like I really don't want to post on Instagram so I'll be posting more on my status and if I'm, I'm actually uploading a post on like the homepage like the grid the Instagram grid that's something I want I I I value and mostly it has been like family me and my family and I value that and I think that's that's the same thing I, I'm kind of viewing. I have been viewing like my podcast as it's a, it's private, but it's not private. You know, just somewhere where I share my thoughts on what's currently happening with me. Like I, I'm actually going through this, and so I'm like, okay, this is what I think is happening in my life right now. This is what I think God wants me to understand. This is what I think I'm learning. This is what I think is I'm understanding from whatever I, I've come across. That's just how I view this. Hence why I have been really slow on on being a on on adding these show notes because I was like, ugh, even though on the stats statistics page on my Instagrams so on the back end, it shows me like many people actually, come across my episodes by searching meaning the show notes they they search maybe a word or a phrase that there's something that they're interested in and through that through the the maybe the title maybe the name of my podcast or the description of my podcast or maybe the titles of my episodes but mostly the show notes right mostly the show notes I was like huh okay I mean I don't I would also want to share my thoughts there's a reason why this this is not just um records recordings on my phone there's a reason why I've publicly published them it's because I don't mind other people listening to my thoughts I don't mind before, I, I did mind about the feedback because I didn't want people to see, to view this podcast as a teaching podcast. Because I would mean like, I would also have this, start seeing myself as that and start pressuring myself to be, to have this perfect studies. <laughs> and I know myself and because it's very, very, very hard for me to lie to myself and others, but mostly myself, then I would barely publish anything because, of course, there's no perfect podcast study. There's no perfect Bible study or perfect episode, right? And because I don't have everything I want, like I don't have the dream my the vision for this podcast when it comes to what what I want it to sound like or what I want it to like the creative thing that I want to like pour out through this podcast I that vision has not been reached I am not there yet so because I'm the person who wants it to like I want to put out something that i value and something that i feel like it's good and by good i mean like how god says oh i've created that that's good like it's perfect you know like i like that i will not take that like i won't destroy that because that's something i'll be okay looking at 20 years from now so because my podcasts have not been that i don't want i don't want to put that pressure on myself and i didn't want to so at least I thank God that he has hammered it in my head now, even though I'm still before pressing record, I still have those two moments where I'm like, oh, Nanini, you don't have the perfect notes. So this will not be a perfect podcast. At least God, the Holy Spirit is like "Sis, We've been here before and I'm not desiring a perfect podcast. You know, you're not doing this to to, for views. So if it's only you listening to yourself talk right now, like it's, it's, this is not like a, uh, what, do, what, do people, what do people call that? A live audience. Like you're not recording this in front of a live audience. You're literally talking to yourself right now. Right? And whoever will listen, it means God has brought them there to somehow have come across my podcast and they'll get something the same way. I listen to other people's things or watch other people's videos and I learn something doesn't mean I'm seeing them as teachers or I try to listen to people who I deem as (laughs) teachers. That's why. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow. How long is this? Blah. I've been talking. Okay. All in all. I've been, I've taken, I've been intentional when it comes to, um, writing the show notes for these podcasts. And I wanted to mention like, Oh, I've actually realized the show notes. People actually find my, the majority, like 90% of my audience is from searches, right? They search a topic and they find one of my episodes or several of my episodes and they listen so i was like oh interesting i don't mind that it's not like i want the numbers that's why i'm writing the show notes but i don't mind that but my actual reason for wanting to write the show notes is so that i can be a good steward over the, this creative outlet right i want to create and produce something that um um, um What's the word? Like I am proud of at the moment with what I have, right? Because right now I'm well not even right now since the first episode, I've been recording with my phone. Right. And I don't want to use the excuse of me not, not, not having the quote unquote perfect podcasting equipment. You know, I don't want to use that as an excuse for me to not record. That doesn't make sense to me. But if I find myself in a position where I'm like, okay, Nanini, literally just, you know, order this equipment and this and to make it make the audio better or like whatever. I'll be like, okay, fine. So that's something I realized. So most of my the audience that is listening, they're finding my episodes through the show notes again. Maybe it might be just the titles of my but I don't have like long titles. That's another thing. I just have some words, two to three words, one, two, three words as my episode titles. So most likely it's the show notes. That's how they are finding my episodes that's fine so if that's you hi my name is June Nanini Sheba and uh, today's episode (laughs) let me actually just get into it I pro uh, I'm promising myself and god that I will actually be consistent on writing the show notes um I think for today's episode, I'll make sure immediately after I finish recording, you know, usually when I listen to my episodes, it's in the morning before I get out of bed. That's when I usually listen to the episodes because it's quiet and like, I can actually envision everything that I'm saying in my head clearly. So tomorrow, that's when I'll attach the, um, tomorrow when I listen back to this episode that's when I'll I'll um, I'll I'll what's the word that I'm looking for oh yeah that's when I'll update the show notes right because after I finish I'll just put a dot usually you have to like have something in that description part so I usually just put a dot like a period and So that's what will be there today but then tomorrow I'll update the show notes with after listening back to what I'm talking about and then I'll update the show notes so that's 23 minutes of me just talking (laughs) about things that are not even part of this episode today so let me just get into it so today's topic is I don't know the topic to be honest I don't know like the actual topic of the episode but I do know what I want to talk about because I have on January 5th, 7th, January 7th, Sunday, this Sunday, when I was listening back to this Uncovered episode from May, 9, May 16th, 2023, I was like, wow, wait a minute. This is so connected. I was thinking of a thread and I'm like threaded no this is so connected to what I've been talking about when it comes to like the wall of fire in the last episode the wall of fire and the, and the episode before that the bridegroom of blood when it comes to the bride and the bridegroom and also when it comes to the wall the fence and I'm like wow okay this is interesting so I saw even I saw In the Spotify for podcasters, previously known as Anchor. They have this update where I can attach like uh, an episode that is related to this episode. So I'll find that feature and see if I can use that so that I can attach these. I have a list of the episodes that I think that I can see when looking back. Cause I haven't listened to all of them, but I've read my show notes to see what I actually talked about. And I was like, wow. Okay. So on January 20, on January 18th, <clears throat> these are the episodes that are linked in that new feature on Spotify. These are the episodes I'll link that are closely related to this topic. Like I can see a thread from the first episode I talked. I, I kind of, I think I talked about this topic. Of nakedness and covering and the topic the episode itself is titled naked I published it on January 18th 2022 um, which season was on I don't know January 18th 2022 the title of the episode is naked and I talked about Adam and Eve you know who came from who um, that entire episode and then it was also leaning on righteousness like that it was i was talking about righteousness um and then because i was like okay wait before adam and eve ate the fruit what they what what are they covered by because that was the question i remember asking myself were they covered like how are their eyes unveiled like how are their eyes opened does it mean like they were naked but they didn't see themselves as naked does it mean they were naked but covered by something hence why they couldn't see their nakedness but then once they ate the fruit their eyes were opened unveiled and so they saw themselves naked like what was that and i think i ended that episode by talking about how according to me again this is just nanini studying. <laughs> I think they were clothed by God's righteousness. And that's why Christ wants to lead us back to the garden where we are clothed by his righteousness, right? Because after Adam and Eve sinned, sin uncovered them. I think I also talked about that in that naked episode. So basically, my point is I'm talking about this episode, Naked, that I published on January 18th, 2022. I'm pointing to that as seeing, like, yo, that's that's one of one of the episodes where i was thinking through this thread and i didn't know at the time it was a thread that i'm going to continue like um what do you do with threads weaving i don't know um unraveling yeah i didn't know it's a it was a like a thread bundle that i was going i was going to be unraveling but it ha- it has happened to be that exact thing so that was the first episode i think that's the one episode i'll attach the other episode is honeymoon phase that i published on december 6th 2022 and in the honeymoon phase episode the bible study i was talking about garments of skin and i also started in genesis chapter 3 because that's when god covered after adam and eve were naked god covered them with did i say 2023 december 6th 2022 So naked was in January, the beginning of the year of 2022. And then honeymoon phase was in the last month, the end of the year, December 6th, 2022 honeymoon phase. So I talked about garments of skin. I talked about um, garments of splendor. I talked about like the glory of Jerusalem. Like God covers Jerusalem. Like it's beautiful. And then I also talked about the wedding garments because I was leaning on this garments thing. So I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. Let me study that. And then that same month, the next episode after honeymoon phase was New Dawn, December 13th, 2022. I also talked about this garments thing, but mostly talk when I narrowed it to like I focused on the priesthood, right? The priesthood. And the priesthood, the priests, the priestly garments, the tabernacle. So I talked about the altar. I was studying about the altar, the showbread, the curtains, and all these things. Right. Um, and I think that's the first time I might be wrong. But in the show notes of that episode, New Dawn, I've seen that I've talked about God as our covering. Actually, God as the covering of Jerusalem. Um So I I wrote in the show notes, God are covering the wall of fire. And this is the verse that I read last week. Kwanzaa, it's actually the title of last week's episode, wall of fire. So in the new dawn episode that I published in December 13th, 2022, that's when I talked about God is our covering. Interesting. So I'm also going to attach that episode. Now, the other episode is what I started by talking about, the Uncovered episode that I published the next year, because I've been sharing episodes that I published in 2022. Now, the next year, 2023, last year, on May 16th, 2023, I went back to this thread of covering and uncovering and garments and whatever's, and the title is called Uncovered. That's the title, Uncovered, season seven that i know for sure (laughs) and then in the show notes i'm talking about like uncovering your father's nakedness what that means the head covering in first corinthians chapter 11 yo i listened back to that episode and i'm like yeah wow okay (laughs) there's a lot there there's a lot and i talked about the glory man if i can remember let me see if i can remember um in corinthians what he talks about Man, covering. I think I have. Oh yeah, I have the notes here. So anyway, let me because I have that some notes that I've written. I want to go through. So anyway, the the uncovered episode. I went. I read through that. I listened through that, and I was writing the show notes for that. That's they are done. I actually haven't published them, so I will do that today. Don't see why not. Why shouldn't publish them? Because they're done. So. After this, I was going through my this thread, this um personal thread that I share with myself on WhatsApp. It's just me, myself. I told my sister, like, when was this created by you on 12th, 5th, 2019. So this group, WhatsApp group, I told my sister, look. I want a group with myself and I think what we'll do <laughs> we'll open a group I'll add you I'll open a group I'll add you and then you leave the group so that I'll be left alone and that's what happens so I ended up having a group to myself I just wanted to have a place where I like I usually message myself like send messages to myself but I haven't done that for a long time Wow. Okay, so I haven't done that for a long time because of this. Since I opened this group with myself, I've been sharing my thoughts and my ideas and whatever's in this group, this thread, the WhatsApp thread. So I want to read some notes that I've come, I have collected. Because even in these notes, I have notes from 2022 and I think that's the notes that I was, some notes I was writing down while I was researching these, these um, podcast episodes that I've shared, the naked study, the honeymoon phase study, the new dawn study, the uncovered study. And so in January 17th, 2022, I wrote down some of my thoughts when it comes to Adam and Eve. And I might have actually read these notes in one of those episodes, I don't remember. But in the same notes, these current notes that I've combined, I I collected them on January 7th, 2024, like this Sunday. Well, uh, after I listened back to that Uncovered episode, and I was like, I'm seeing some connections. So, I started collecting all these things, and this is what I have currently. So, again, this is not a perfect study. This is not a complete study. This is just me sharing what I currently have in this collection. So, I was, I was writing, okay, so there's a wall of fire, right? And from last episode, I've been, I started studying the letter het. het. the Hebrew letter which is the eighth letter and it means fence and I think I mentioned in the last episode that I had I had started this study like I had written down some notes I had a notebook where I had written down some notes and in this note notes this notebook, let me read actually I wrote down fence, like the meaning it means fence. I also wrote down gate, like a gate, like it looks like a gate It means I don't, I, I can't exactly remember where I got all this information from. Cause again, I, I open this, I usually open articles. I read through them. If I see something that makes sense to what I've been studying, I write it down. So maybe I came across a video because uh, there are so many of these such videos on YouTube where people, study these hebrew letters even like rabbis actually actual jews jewish rabbis who share this information so i think i listened to a couple of those and i wrote these notes down so the letter het the hebrew the hebrew letter the eighth letter means fence tent wall tent wall and i think that tent wall thing is something that is Something that today I've come across a vast and I'm like, when I was looking at the show notes for the honeymoon phase episode and I'm like, Oh, wait, this is interesting. So it means fence. It means tent wall, a hedge. It's like a hedge of protection, right? Like a hedge and also gate. Um, and I've written down here about... A dream I had and in the dream like what I understood afterwards was like God wanted me to build a fence can I share that dream I don't know it's not like anything big it's just like interesting because I think I've had a similar dream I, I don't think I know I have I've had a similar dream And I do think it's about this fence thing as well. Actually, let me share that dream now. Let me start by sharing that dream. Wait, have I written it down? This will be interesting. Let me see. I'm searching chicken. (laughs) I've dreamt. Uh, Okay. Okay. Um, no. Oh yeah. Okay. I shared, I wrote down this dream. Okay, I found both dreams. So on April 29th, 2023, April 29th, 2023. This is the dream I had and I shared with my sister because I also dreamt about her in that dream. But I'm, also, I'm only going to share this car, place about this chicken. <laughs> but I think it's connected to like a fence and, and it's connected to like um, fruitfulness. But there needs to be a fence, something let me just share cuz i don't know this this is just me trying to understand the dream so on april 29th 2023 i said um imagine leo okay that's how i started plus <laughs> let me read imagine leo plus chicken and i wrote in, in brackets huge chickens and tiny baby chicks so Leo means I've dreamt with, I've, I've dreamt with you today. I've dreamt of you today. Yeah, I was talking to my sister and I was writing. Imagine I've dreamt of you today, plus chicken. Huge chickens, like huge and tiny baby chicks. So let me scroll down where I was talking about the chicken. Okay. So this is what I said. The chicken came in where I wanted to harvest some unique pomegranate fruits okay this is interesting because let me okay should i just read let me read let me read this kapat and then i'll share what i want to talk about what i'm seeing because i think it's i actually do think this is connected to this fence thing and the fence is connected to fruitfulness and harvesting like it's it's one of those promised land things right okay 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 this is why i was saying (laughs) i don't have like a perfect study i'm trying to understand all these things that i've been studying and i'm seeing threads and i only have to i just have to the only way the only way for me to understand these things is to listen actually to myself talk about them and then i'll be like oh wow i think that makes sense so this is one of those studies where i'm just sharing Okay, the chicken. So i I'm like, <clears throat> imagine I've dreamt of you today, <clears throat> plus chicken, huge and tiny baby chicks. And then I scroll down. The chicken came in where I wanted to harvest some unique pomegranate fruits. Some from... Hmm? The chicken came in where I wanted to harvest some unique pomegranate fruits from some trees that would somehow help us find... Uh-huh but then the boxes we wanted to use okay because I like um, some <laughs> because I was writing quickly this text My like grammar is not that it's just, it's just a proper grammar so let me see the chicken came in where I wanted to harvest some unique pomegranate fruits from some trees that would somehow help us to find you but then the boxes we wanted to use were filled with huge hens. I thought it was only the hens that were needed that we needed to find a proper place for but instead Kumbe they had laid eggs and the eggs had hatched to very tiny white chicks. I wrote down the size of cockroaches (laughs) and I couldn't grab all of them. So they all, plus their moms, they just spread everywhere. So I think the idea of this like tiny, very tiny cheeks, I can remember that dream vividly. There were so many. I think that's the idea of these tiny cheeks and the, the idea of cockroaches. Cockroaches are so small. See how small cockroaches are? And I remember there's this movie I had seen a long time ago about this guy who, I don't know, he would, he could talk to cockroaches and he would live with so many cockroaches. So that's when I always think about like a lot of cockroaches, I, I, my mind always goes back to that movie. Let me actually Google guy with a lot, uh, movie guy talks to cockroaches. Joe's apartment, that's the one. A nice guy has just moved into, moved to New York and discovers that he must share his rundown apartment with a couple thousand singing, dancing cockroaches. (laughs) Ah, nice. A nice guy has just moved to New, yeah. Joe's apartment, I should rewatch that movie. Let me screenshot this. Okay. So every time I'm thinking about like cockroaches, I always go back to Joe's apartment. So there were so many cockroaches, I remember. And so in this dream, I was seeing these tiny chicks like, yo, they're, they're spreading. There's so many, like the Joe's apartment movie. And the idea is like the hands, the the huge mama hands, they were big hands. Like they were large hands. They were the size of, um, let me think what animal, what size? Like a dog, like a mature dog like a, I don't know, like a mature dog, a, a, an average dog. The hands were that, that huge and they had hatched so many eggs and they, they had laid so many eggs and the eggs had hatched so many tiny, tiny, tiny white chicks and the chicks were like spreading everywhere and including, also that my hands were spreading everywhere and I couldn't, because in my, in the dream I've said, I knew that I had to find uh, that was needed like uh, I needed to find a proper place for the for the hands and the cheek and their eggs I knew that because the hands were in boxes and I knew the boxes could not like the the hands were too big for the boxes and also the 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 um chicks baby chicks the baby chicks needed a proper place a secure place a proper place right and I didn't know how how fruitful <laughs> these hens would be because they laid so many eggs and the eggs hatched so there's that dream right there right so let me i said um the chicken came in where i wanted to harvest some unique pomegranate fruits highlight the unique pomegranates because i've been these are those moments where i share i think i am oversharing, but i'll just share i've been i've also been dreaming about unique pomegranate fruits I've had several dreams. I think this is the first dream where I remember dreaming about pomegranates before even studying about pomegranates or even mentioning pomegranates when it comes to like, uh, in my studies, when it comes to like an actual study, seeing a connection or whatever. I think this is the first, this is April, April 29th, 2023. Um, this is way before the orchard of pomegranates. And then after this. There's another dream I dreamt about a huge, huge, huge pomegranate tree with huge, 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 like I can remember in my dream, I can remember the dream. There were massive pomegranates and they looked like apples, but they were pomegranates. I knew for sure those were pomegranates and they were huge, like they were huge. And then it's like I had won a race. It's like I'd finished running a race and God had asked, and I knew this was God. And God asked me, what do you want? Like, tell me what you want. Whatever you want, I'll give you. And I just pointed to that tree. And I said, I want that tree. I don't want the pomegranates alone. I just I don't want like one huge pomegranate. I want the entire tree. And God was like, okay. And he gave me the entire tree. <laughs> Amazing. And then now recently, I was dreaming about purple pomegranates. Purple. And the purple was like marble-like. The pomegranates were like, Marble like the purple color, there was dark purple, light purple, violet kind of. It was marble like, right? The look of the pomegranate was purple, marble purple like colors. And I was even in the dream, I was like, This is a unique fruit. And I knew it was a pomegranate. And it's not me, it's not me who was growing the pomegranate. Gosh, I don't know if I should share. <laughs> okay, I leave out some things in this dream. But I was lacking water. Like, I didn't have water, right? In the dream, I knew, like, Nanini, you need to get water. Because you're planting, You need you, are, you need water to use. But also, your plants need water for them to grow. And you don't have water. And I was looking at other people's terraces, like, in their apartments. And they had grown so many fruits. And one of them, like they had different varieties of pomegranates, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's so beautiful! That's what I want for my, also like my um, my house, my garden. I want my garden to look like that." And the fruits were so. I knew in the dream, like the fruits were so unique. The pomegranates were purple, in all these terraces. People's like um, what's another word for terraces? Balconies, right? In the balconies, they had planted beautiful beautiful fruits and I was like wow and then one of the one of the tenants who is somebody I knew um offered me one of the fruits and I was like wow really and and she was like yeah you can have one right you can have one of these unique pomegranates and I took it and then I found water but anyway after that, the story continues in the dream, <laughs> but that's that's another time. A recent, that's the most recent time I've dreamt, dreamt about unique pomegranates. And it's funny because even in this dream, way back in April twenty ninth, the reason why I wrote down because I can remember also this dream. The reason why I wrote down, we were harvesting. I wanted um the chicken came in where I wanted to have some unique pomegranate fruits from some trees that were somehow. help us anyway so these unique pomegranate fruits they were um it was a normal tree pomegranate tree but the fruits were like sparkling it's like they were shining it's like i don't know they were unique they were somehow unique and because and in that dream i've also used unique to mean like i knew for a fact that if we harvest these fruits these fruits will somehow help us in this other you know to find whatever because there's a this mini dream is part of this other bigger dream so anyway that's one of the dreams the first dreams i dreamt about when later on i came to think about it and i was like wait god wants me to build it's like okay wow okay even before this before 2023 let me go back to my archives and scroll and see when I wrote when I studied building the nest building the nest when was this build the nest build the nest because even then I knew god wanted me to build the nest and I know I've I'm sure it's an episode build the nest let me scroll I'm scrolling to see when was when that was mm mm-hmm. may 17th 2022 May 17th 2022 do I have show notes for this yeah I was talking about Noah building the ark clean and unclean animals the father's house <clears throat> spiritual house Jesus body as the temple, the heavenly temple somehow i talked about kenya's white rhino population i don't know why (laughs) i don't know um let me see the unclean being made clean the harvest is large interesting i was talking about the ripe harvest john chapter 4 verse 27 and then the harvest is large luke chapter 10 verse 1 to 37 well that's when jesus says the harvest is large but there are few workers to gather in the harvest so pray to the owner of the vineyard the owner of the field to send in workers so this is interesting i haven't gone back to listen to this and there are so many other things the wise builder mm-hmm. the wise woman builds her house that is proverbs chapter 14 verse one let me actually write that down because i think maybe if not today if not now then someday maybe tomorrow the wise builder let me write um the wise woman builds her house so anyway i wanted to say like in this episode of um in in this dream that's when i started thinking about building a nest and then i remembered oh wait wow! i actually have an episode titled build the nest and I uploaded, I published it on May 17th, 2022. 20, so interesting. So that's the one dream about these chicken, right? That need a fence. They, they, need, they need something to protect them because there are so many. Now, the next dream, let me go back to the next dream. That is last year, January. Wait, this first dream was 2023, April 29th. And then this next dream is, is, um, well, July 11th, 2023. Let me read through. I don't want to read to say something I shouldn't. (laughs) Okay. 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 So the only thing I can say is just this past part of the dream because then other dream I I I this I can't share that. So this first I, I can't share because it's there's no need. There's no need for me to share. That's just me. Yeah, that's just for me, okay? So this other dream is about this chicken. July 11th, 2023. Let me read this one sentence. Dreamed today about chicken. Zimetagamaya mob. And the chicken coop is not well protected. So toka. Okay, so dreamt today about chicken that have laid so many eggs. It's a my mob that have laid so many eggs and the chicken coop is not well protected. So like they're, they're leaving the chicken coop, right? And it's like they're vulnerable. Um, the chicken coop is not well protected. And having been, having lived in shags for a whole year... <laughs> 2022 the entire year 2022 i was i was in shags um i decided to go and stay and i wanted anyway i don't need to say my why but i was i had this car. reality check when it comes to how ruthless life is with animals the dogs will eat the young chicks if they get a chance to Um, because I mean there are some dogs who won't because they know they're not supposed to but then there there there's some other dogs who like have not yet been trained so they would eat the chicks not even not the chicken but the chicks the baby chicks and I'm like oh my gosh I would like I mean I still feel bad right now but man I felt so bad I was just witnessing death. Right? And uh, anyway, 2022. It was a learning lesson for me. So I think that's why I've been dreaming about chicken. Because like, I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. So when it comes to these dreams of this chicken that have laid so many eggs. And its connection to like, fruitfulness. I think that's the barrenness. You see when something is, when, uh, when the land is bare quote unquote barren, right? It can't produce fruit. It can't produce when it's bare, when it's barren, barren land. When a womb, the land that I'm carrying, when a womb is barren, even when it's planted, even when a seed, even when a seed, even when a man plants a seed in my womb, and my womb is barren, it can't produce right? And I think I talked about this in the naked episode barrenness it's connection to barrenness, something I remember studying that in those times I don't know which season that was I can't remember so I'm seeing the connection of this fruitfulness like the, the, the chicken the mama hens, they're, they're laying so many eggs so the land is not barren. The land can produce, but is the produce covered? Is the produce protected? Is there a, is is, or like you see how the like we're told the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Because you only protect. You only have a fence to protect. That which is not, um, that which steals, kills, and destroys. That's why you need a fence right? That's why you need a wall. That's why our houses have walls. That's why tents have the tent walls like it's not just a oh wow, okay um I wanted to say it's not just a hooper. it's not just a a car. they're called paglers that's a thing interesting let me search in my notes in my notes um that i had started studying about the hat the first thing i wrote down was chamber and i'm sure i was listening to somebody that's why i wrote i was writing some notes i was listening to this guy and i've written chamber bridal chamber and all of 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 um right next to all these words chamber and bridal chamber i've written chupa c-h-u-p-p-a-h now that's i know that is um the hebrew marriage tent thing hupa. wedding symbolism let me see the hupa like many elements of a jewish wedding is beautifully symbolic it symbolizes the home see it's like a tent it's a house it symbolizes the home that the couple will build together is building it symbolizes the home that the couple will build together in their married life and is open to all sides like the biblical tent of abraham and sarah Signifying that everyone is welcome and that everyone will be treated hospitably. Um, that latter part, I don't know about that. About the, it's open to everyone. Because the tent needs walls. There is a need for walls. I'm thinking about this because it's literally this. The hooper is the shape of the letter hat because the letter hat looks like a, it's like a, it's like a tent, but with two posts. Like in the two, like looking at it in two D, it's like two posts and like a covering on top, like a tent on top, right? But in three D, if I can visualize this in three D. It looks like a door also, hence why I wrote down like, it might mean like a gate, but in 3D, when, when I'm thinking, when I'm looking at it in tent form, <laughs> like a tent, I'm imagining like four corners, right? Four, four, four legs, four posts and like a tent on top. But it also doesn't mean it's open. That's the one thing I, it doesn't, it might symbolize the door of a house. My symbol a house. That's why I'm saying a chamber, not me saying it. That's why when these people say chamber, when I was writing down what whoever this was, honestly, I don't remember. I think I do. I think I know where I, I, the video I got this from. I'll attach this in the, in the show notes. So this guy talks about the hat also pointing to a chamber. And the bridal chamber on that note and Kwanzaa in the in the last episode wall of fire I think I talked about the bridegroom and his connection to like um, him being the fence because Christ is the perfect bridegroom who is the wall of fire right he's the wall of fire Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5 God Yahweh says that, um, I think I've written it down, Zechariah says, oops, I have it, Zechariah says, okay, it's right here, Zachariah 2 verse 5, for I declares Yahweh, will be a wall of fire around her and i will be the glory in her midst in revelation i'm not going to read it but i'm going to paraphrase it revelation 22 21 22 where the bride zion comes down from god in 22 if i'm not wrong god says that there will not be the sun will not be there because god yahweh and the lamb, L-A-M-B, will be the lamp. The lamb will be the lamp. And it won't have walls. The temple, because it, there won't be a temple in the city. Because Yahweh, God, the mighty God, and the lamp, the lamb, the lamp the lamb, like the animal, the lamb will be the temple. Actually, I don't mind reading it because it'll, I'll find it easier. It will be easy to find it. Revelation 22. I'm sure I've highlighted it. So I'm just going to scroll. Is it not 22? Let me see. Oh, is it not 22? Revelation 22 verse four. Oh, let me actually read from verse 1 because it's the talk of a tree that bears fruit. Revelation 22 verse 1, then he showed me a river of the water of life, crystal, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle, it's the street, in the middle of its street. Uh So the river was in the middle of the street. On either side of the river was the tree of life bearing 12 kinds of fruit unique fruits, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There will no longer be any curse, and the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his bond servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And their... ish. Okay and there will no longer be any night and they will not have need for the light of a lamp nor the light of the sun because the lord god will illuminate them and they will be and they will reign forever and ever i'm connecting this to there's also the talk of i think in 21 that's when god says there will not be a uh, the temple because god will be the temple okay the reason why i'm talking about i'm focusing on this light thing and there's no need for the lamp or the sun because yahweh will illuminate will be the light is because in Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5 we're told that god will surround her he will be a wall of fire fire illuminates and also he is the glory within her the glory that shines ezekiel exodus right so these are all connected they're saying the same thing but i want to i want to read about this hupa. um let's see my jewish learning i think i've ever come to this page my jewish learning the hupa or wedding canopy the marriage ceremony is conducted under a marriage canopy known in hebrew as the hupa. Literally meaning covering. <laughs> I did not know this. Let me share this page. I did not mean it means, co- I did not know it means covering. These are those moments that I love, and I know I don't have that much time today because again, I took so much time just thinking and thinking of whether to press record because I didn't have the perfect study whatever so I took a lot of time just thinking without pressing record and I know I don't have that much time today so what am I going to do I might actually decide to continue recording at night maybe if if I feel like I haven't said what I needed to say by the time my time is up. Something anyway, write covering hooper. Okay, interesting. Let me continue reading. Wait, wait, wait. Have I left something hanging? I was talking about the dream, the meaning that I took from the dream with a chicken that are laying so many eggs and the tiny hens is because there's the fruitfulness, it's connected to fruitfulness. And in both dreams I realized that the hens and the baby chicks they were not fenced or they had they didn't have a nest they didn't have a home and i knew that they needed a fence that there they needed to be a fence or to actually build a nest for them so i knew that in the dream and after waking up so i was connecting that to the fence okay the letter head that i've been studying and i was reading my notes Okay, I'm trying to think why I, I, I talked about Okay, and in my notes, I, when I talked about the het, meaning fence, gate, tent wall, hedge, right down here I said I, my dream about building or needing to have a fence for my chickens and their many chicks. So that's why I mentioned the dream. My dream about building stroke needing to have a fence for my chicken and their many chicks. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, what else did I mention? I want to I don't want to start reading the hooper and I leave something hanging okay so I think I came to the chupa because in somewhere also in my notes I had listened to a video that mentioned that this word het is connected to chamber and the bridal chamber to be specific and it's also connected to the hooper because of the wedding thing right and so now I'm reading from a Jewish website called My Jewish Learning about this chuppah, the wedding canopy. And they're saying the marriage ceremony is conducted under a marriage canopy known in Hebrew as the chuppah, literally covering. <laughs> Love that. It consists of a square cloth, usually made of silk or velvet, supported by four staffs and ordinarily held by four men. Wait, velvet is purple. Cindy, mm, let's see. Opening chrome. Okay. The reason why I'm thinking about this velvet thing is because of the purple pomegranates. Velvet. I'm sure it's purple. Wait, not vel- velvet. Yeah. Velvet is a type of woven. Velvet is a type of woven tufted fabric. Oh, they're talking about the velvet fabric. No, is velvet not a color? Color velvet, yeah. What color is velvet? Light red with most. Almost black red. Oh no, velvet is not purple. It's like a dark red interesting this blue velvet is velvet purple a color velvet violet is nestled between purple and violet okay okay it's fine (laughs) I just see if it's connected to purple okay so but here I think they're talking about the material because I've talked about silk so they're saying this hoopa, the covering, it consists of a square cloth, usually made of silk or velvet, supported by four tabs, and ordinarily held by four men. Interesting. Why? Okay. Why? Huh? Okay. The hoopa, also commonly spelled hoopa, because this is chupa, like, and chupa in Swahili is a bottle. But this, it, it's not spelled with double P and it doesn't have a H at the end. Because this this hoopa is C-H-U-P-P-A-H. And from my current understanding, the C-H is the K, the Kh, the Kh, right? The Hoopa. But they're saying, commonly spelled as hoopah is mentioned in the Bible in association with marriage. As a bridegroom goes forth from his hoopa. That is Songs of Solomon. Where did I come across that? As a bridegroom goes from from his chamber. From his chamber. Um I've written that verse literally today. It's a bridegroom, it's a bridegroom. In the last episode. Yeah. In the last episode, Wall of Fire, last week's episode, I read this part in Songs of Solomon no it's actually psalms so in my notes i've said in the this article that i had read that was saying in the song of songs the bridegroom is called a hatan again i studied about that um as the prospect let me wash this out, okay. as a prospective protector of his marital home and family to come he is the head the fence of his family in psalms chapter 19 verse 5 there's a question that is asked who is like a bridegroom, hattan Who is like a Hatan, coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man, to run its race? Ah, uh, so that's why I've said chamber and hupa because the hupa means a chamber, but also it means covering. Because I think this article is quoting Psalms nineteen verse five, as a bridegroom goes forth from his who is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber okay they are saying elsewhere it is stated let the bridegroom proceed from his chamber and let the bride go forth from the Hooper okay let me search this Bible verse let me search that Google Proverbs 2020 really if one curses his father or his mother, his lamb wait no 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 let's search that. Bible curse. let me search mm. Which of us is this? Let me end this with Bible verse. Let's see. Anything? Is it not Psalms chapter 19 verse 5? Let me open the Bible. Psalms. This is very interesting actually. me psalms chapter 19 verse 5 wow okay i had highlighted it but where is the bride thing coming in so psalms 19 verse 5 is there any other topic talking about the bride bridegroom so from verse 5 it says oh let me start from verse 4 because it's a tent i've seen a tent Their line has gone out through all the earth and their utterances to the end of the world. In them he has placed a tent for the sun and the sun is S-U-N which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber it rejoices as a strong man to run his course. Interesting. I feel like I saw in Songs of Solomon. Then let me search this part. Let the bridegroom re- proceed from his chamber, And let the bride go forth from the Hoopa Bible verse. Hmm. What is this? The Chief Cornerstone Ministry. Okay, they have attached so many Bible verses. So let me see if they've talked about the Hoopa. <clears throat> wow, this is so long. Will I find it? Um. Mmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's a lot and they have not written this thing with like paragraphs that it's just a a, a, a very large text. Just want to find a verse. Um, anything? Blood. Well, no. Really? Then why is there a Google thing? A revelation. Okay. Oh, this is so long yeah no. it's too long let me just go back to this article but I do know Psalms 19 verse 5 talks about the bridegroom should I actually check on Bible hub if the word chamber there is Hooper let me see Psalms because this is actually necessary to my study not to today's study but like this head study and the bridegroom and bride study in connection to like the house the fence the tent the wall of fire that that entire thing it makes sense to that study so let's see psalms chapter 19 verse 5 it's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber like a champion rejoicing to run his course so let me see hebrew like a bridegroom Khatan. Mm-hmm. chamber oh what is this canopy chamber the word is Hooper nice screenshot and also share this link let me share this link interesting so let's see Psalms 19 Isaiah the all glory will be a canopy all the glory will be a canopy will be a (sighs) Hooper This is why I love these things because there's a connection with the glory, right? I think in the last episode, I talked about the glory as well. I think I talked about the glory. Um, Cause that's something else that I want to talk about in this study. Isaiah chapter 4 verse 5, let's see Isaiah chapter 4 verse 5, the glory being like a hooper. Isaiah, where is Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 4 verse 5, let's see, oh okay, Let's start, oh let me start from verse 1, this is a very short chapter. Isaiah chapter 4 has six verses. So let me read the chapter. A remnant prepared. Oh gosh, this is like a bride. The remnant is the bride that is prepared. Okay, so let's see. For seven women will take hold of one man in that day. Wait, the seven virgins. Wait, is there something like the seven virgins? Am I the ten virgins? The seven virgins in the Bible ten virgins five okay okay for seven women will take hold of one man in that day saying we will eat our own bread and wear our own clothes only let us be called by your name Mm. That is marry us and we'll take on your name. Senor, take away our reproach. In that day, the branch, a.k.a. Christ, this is the bridegroom. This is the one man. So in that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. And the fruit of the earth will be the pride and the adornment of the survivors of Israel. So let me read this with the bridegroom and the bride. The bridegroom is the branch and the remnant, the survivors are the bride. So in that day, the bridegroom of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious and the fruit of the earth will be the pride and the adornment of the bride, Israel. Verse 3, it will come about that he who is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy everyone who is recorded for life in jerusalem when the lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of zion and purged the bloodshed of jerusalem from her midst, by the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning then the lord yahweh will create over the whole area of Mount Zion and over her assemblies a cloud by day, even smoke and the brightness of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory will be a hooper, will be a canopy. There will be a shelter to give shade it's like a tent it's a canopy there will be a shelter to give shade from the heat by day and refuge and protection from the storm and the rain oh <laughs> this is so beautiful so beautiful like the way god speaks is so romantic by the way <laughs> god you're not gonna like the ultimate trees the real like it's beautiful so that's amazing should I highlight that I'll do that later so I was I was in Bible hub and I was looking up this Hooper thing in Psalms chapter 19 verse 5 coming out of his chamber so that's the Hooper and then I saw that the same word canopy chamber the Hooper has been used in Isaiah chapter 4 verse 5 and it has also been used in Joel chapter 2 verse 16 and the bride out of her bridal chamber oh that's where that's where these guys are connecting this in the article from my Jewish my Jewish what my Jewish learning I've opened in yeah it's right here In the article of my Jewish learning, they were saying the hooper is mentioned in the Bible in association in association with marriage as a bridegroom goes forth from his hooper. That's Psalms 19, verse 5. Elsewhere, this is in Joel. I've now found out that it's Joel chapter. um, Joel chapter 2, verse 16. Elsewhere, let me go back okay elsewhere it is stated let the bridegroom proceed from his chamber and let the bride go forth from the hooper so let me open joel chapter 2 verse 16. this is beautiful i love this joel chapter 2 verse 16. i think okay let me not even go there i wanted to say something and i was like mm. pause um okay oh this is beautiful it's literally right here joel chapter 2 verse 16 gather the people sanctify the congregation assemble the elders gather the children and the nursing infants let the bridegroom come out of his room and the bride out of her bridal chamber let the priests of the lord ministers weep between the porch and the altar let them say, Spare your people, O Lord. Wow. Wow. Deliverance promised. Okay. Consecrate a fast. Proclaim a solemn assembly. Wow. Oh, wow. What is this? The terrible visitation. okay okay i want to read the entire chapter but oh let's just let's just read joel chapter 2 verse 16. gather the people sanctify the congregation assemble the elders gather the children and the nursing infants let the bridegroom come out of his chupa of his chamber of his room and the bride out of her bridal chamber let me also share that with myself copy paste interesting so enjoy in chapter two in bible hub out of her bridal chamber that chamber is the hooper word interesting okay okay so let me finish reading this article from my jewish learning and then actually it's very short i think i've read all of it have i finished oh no <laughs> okay so this is what i'm saying the marriage the marriage ceremony is conducted under a marriage canopy known in hebrew as the hoopah, literally covering it consists of a square cloth usually made of silk or velvet supported by four stalls, and ordinarily held by four men the hoopah is mentioned in the bible in associated in association with marriage as a bridegroom goes forth from his chuppah, elsewhere it is stated, let the bridegroom proceed from his chamber and let the bride go forth from the mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The hooper symbolizes the new home to which the bridegroom will take his bride. In, oh, because I was thinking like, I'm thinking the new home which the bridegroom will take his bride. I'm um, thinking about christ and i'm like wait revelation well the bride does come from god Hmm. but then i thought about it in john chapter 14 i think it's 14 jesus tells his disciples i'm going away but i'm going to prepare a place for you oh my goodness (laughs) this is such a big study and i don't think i'll finish it like I can actually see all these links. Ah, oh, man, I would love to have like to spend like five hours recording this, but I know I don't have that much time. Any minute now, like, I'll have to end this recording. So let's see. John 14. Do not let your heart, this is Jesus speaking, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house, in my father's hoopah, in my father's chamber, in the chamber, in my bridal chamber in my father's house are many dwelling places are many chambers if it were not so I would have told you for I go to prepare a place for you the bridegroom goes to prepare a place for his bride if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also and you know the way where i'm going thomas said to him lord we do not know where you're going how do we know the way jesus said to him i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me if you had known me you would have known my father also from now on you know him and have seen him and Jesus continues talking about, like, where his father abides, the dwelling. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So this is a Jewish article saying, the chuppah, right, the bridal chamber, the chamber, the chuppah, the house, the tent, symbolizes the new home to which the bridegroom will take his bride. In this context, the appearance of the bride and groom together under the hopper before an assembly. Ooh, even in Revelation, like the bride and the bridegroom, they're before an assembly. The ones who say, holy, holy, holy. Like how beautiful is the bridegroom and the bride? Oh, wow. Okay. Before, um, in this context, the appearance of the bride and groom together under a hopper before an assembly who have come to witness the event in itself a pub- is in itself a public proclamation by them that they are now bonded together as man and wife. Oh my gosh. There's so many things coming to mind right now. In the last episode, I mentioned how, and I think even the episode before that, the Breadroom of Blood episode and the Wall of Fire episode, I mentioned about the fire thing. The fire connection to man and woman. The word fire, ash. And the word man ish, and the word woman isha. Now ish, right, um, is the word for man. But when you add the letter yod in the middle of those two letters that form ish, it becomes man. That let what I mean is the word fire is in the word for man, but the only difference is the middle letter between those two letters of fire and it's the yod the letter yod that has been added in the middle to form the word complete word man so that means there's fire there's the word fire in man and there's the word fire in woman in man the word fire is split the two letters that form the word fire is split in half they're split in half and the letter yod is uh, is um put there in the middle to form the complete letter man And the word woman in Hebrew is the word for fire, but it starts with, it ends. No, it starts, right? Does it start or end? It ends, yeah. It ends, because you read backwards, I always confuse that. It ends with the letter for he, the letter he, the Hebrew letter he, he. So fire, but then at the end, you add the letter he and that forms woman the word woman for the man is the word fire but in the middle of those two letters that form the word fire you insert the letter yod and it forms man so so with uh, um, the man and the woman the bride and the bridegroom it's like they are they are one with fire they are one with fire And the letter Yod, and the letter He, the Yod that is uh, added to a man, to to fire to form man, and the letter He that is added added to fire to form woman, those are the first um, initials, if I can call them, for the word Yahweh, Yah. The word Yah is the word yod He. is Hebrew yod He. the word for God, Yahweh. Yahweh, that Yah, are the letters in Hebrew the word ya are the Hebrew letters yod hey so God is in man both man God is the fire that is both in man and woman like hence why God says he'll be a wait is that true God is the fire I have this call. let me read this thing that I wrote down here I wrote down so God who is fire created mankind is in his own image man is ish and woman is isha fire is ish. so from fire ish, God added a yod to create man ish and added a hay to create woman isha the yod and the hay together make up yod hay which is God's name Yah you see that the reason why I read this part about this the bonding together of man and wife under the hoopah, it it reminded me of this fire God is the hoopah. God is the wall of fire the wall he's the tent he's the bridal chamber he's a chamber he's the temple Christ is the temple God is the temple He's the fire. So th- the man and the woman. Because I, I even in my notes. I think in my notes I've written. I came across that. I was listening to um, that guy on YouTube. The very funny guy. I've come to like him. An older gentleman. Um, He talks about how love. Wait. 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 wait, Ahava. Um, I think this is too complicated but the thing is he talks about how even the Passover you see the Passover pasaka that's like our Swahili word but I think it's just Hebrew Pesach the Passover um, the Passover is the bride Israel the bride of God Israel being told by God that you will be safe you'll be safe you need to the fence that will be around you I will be the fence around you and where you'll be safe is in a house that is covered on its wall the entrance you see how like this who the head is shaped like a gate like a door looks like a door of a of a of a chamber so on the door you need to apply blood the doorposts apply blood and enter that house and the spirit of the angel of death will not kill your firstborns death will not touch you when you enter the chamber that is covered that is yeah covering it's a covering that is covered by blood You see how the man and the woman the bride for them to be protected for God to be the fence for God to be the wall of fire they need to come under God that's why even in 1st Corinthians chapter 11 these are the links that I was making and I haven't even gotten to that to read like that entire thing that I had written um, on on January 7th in 1st Corinthians chapter 11 we're told God the father is the head of Christ of God the son and Christ is the head you see the hierarchy is the head of the husband of the man and the husband is the head of the woman in Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 20 we are told to we the man and the woman the husband and the wife the husband and the wife become one flesh and just as christ is the head of his body the church so the man the husband is the head of his body the wife his wife so there's this is oh, wow because so again i'm coming in this as a student who's just sharing what she's learning and because she's not understanding everything she's thinking through all these things and as i as i'm reading these things all these things i'm like oh wow so that's why when i read this in this when i came across this thing in this episode that makes sense so that those are connections i'm making right and some connections i had made before and i'm just linking them so this hooper is a big deal this chamber thing so in this, back to this MyJewishLearning.com. So they're saying, the chuppah symbolizes the new home to which the bridegroom will take his bride. In this context, the appearance of the bride and groom together under the hoopah before an assembly who have come to witness the event is in itself a public proclamation by them that they are now bonded together as man and wife. It is a prelude to intimacy and thus a significant element in marriage hmm. the cloth hupa, was originally dropped around the bride and groom but was later spread out over their heads in some places a talit, a prayer show was dropped over the couple or held above them the single cloth under which the couple are joined thus symbolize both the new household they are forming and represents the public recognition of their status as man and wife. The canopy is considered an object of Jewish ceremonial art and in accordance with the Jewish concept of hidur mitzvah in brackets embellishing the precept considerable attention is often lavished on it to create attractive huppot. The sages find a reference to the Hupa in the Talmudic passage of Af- in a vote. Hmm. I'm not a Talmud fan. Referring to the house which is open on four sides. The Jerusalemite R. Yosi ben Yohanan urges, and this is what he says, let your house be wide open. Okay. Okay. Inasmuch as I'm not a Talmud fan, and by that I mean... It's not an authoritative book for me. That's what I mean when I say a fan. I'm not a fan. I, I don't mean like I hate it or anything. I'm just saying it's, it's not an authoritative book for me. But when I read this part where they're saying this guy, um, Jerusalemite, the Jerusalemite R. Yossi Ben Yohanan, he says, let your house be wide open and compares the hoopah to the tent of the patriarch Abraham that, according to Jewish tradition, had entrances on four sides to welcome way- wayfarers, wayfarers, so that no traveler, no matter from which direction he came, needed be burdened searching for an entrance door. The hoopah, with its four open sides is that a symbol of the Jewish home filled with hased acts of love. Okay, okay, okay. When this guy says, let your house be wide open. I remember this verse that I came across today while I was looking at the show notes for the, um, which episode was that? Honeymoon phase. Interesting, it's honeymoon phase. Honeymoon after the marriage. Okay, fine. So it's in um, Isaiah. It's in, it's right here. Isaiah chapter 54. Let me, let me collect, Nini, press the link. Isaiah 54, verse 1 to. Open, 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 open. Verse 1 and 2. Verse 2, actually. Verse 2. But let me read from verse 1. Why am I here? This guy, um, Johanna, says, Let your house in the Talmud. He talks about, he, he references the Huppa um and says like let your house be wide open it reminded me of this verse in isaiah chapter 54 that says in verse 2 enlarge the place of your tent stretch out the curtains of your dwellings spare not lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs you see how like a tent you have to like peg it to the ground God is saying enlarge the place of your tent Whew. oh gosh <laughs> this is beautiful <laughs> the reason I even attach this to my card notes that I haven't even started reading yet um, the notes that I I accumulate like I collected from like some years back and the links that I made I came across this and i was like oh my gosh let me read isaiah 54. i don't know if i'll read all of it will i read all of it do i have that time let me read just from verse one to this verse three and the title is the fertility of zion again i was talking about fruitfulness in these dreams right and i think that's what this head study is also pointing to if it's connecting marriage and the bridal chamber, the bridegroom, and the bride, the fruitfulness that God commands Adam and Eve, the original husband and wife, the original man and woman. God commands them to bear fruit, to be fruitful and multiply, to be fertile. So there's a link there with harvest and all these things that I've been mentioning briefly in all these episodes. I think God is guiding. There's, there's, this story is not over yet. God is weaving these threads beautifully. <laughs> as much as I do, I don't have like the full picture of how it looks like at the end. I can clearly see this is heading somewhere. I'm talking about my life. <laughs> so okay, the fertility of Zion, Isaiah 54. Shout for joy, O barren one. You who have borne no child, break forth into joyful shouting and cry aloud, you who have not travailed, for the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous. It's reminding me of the tiny chicks, the chicken that laid so many eggs. Break forth into joyful shouting and cry aloud, you who have not travailed, for the sons of the desolate one will be will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tents. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess nations, and will resettle the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame, and do not feel humiliated for you will not be disgraced but you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more for your husband is your maker for your bridegroom is your maker whose name is the lord of hosts yahweh and your redeemer guardian redeemer ruth and boaz and your redeemer is the holy one of israel who is called the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you, like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, even like a wife of one's youth, when she is rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I forsook you, but with great compassion I will gather you. It's like the many hands, the hands that have laid so many, he, um, cheeks that I couldn't I wasn't able to gather them so that's the imagery that's happening in my head right now God saying but with great compassion I will gather you in an outburst of anger I hid my face from you for a moment but with everlasting loving kindness has said, I will have compassion on you says the Lord your redeemer for this is like the days of Noah to me when I swore that the waters of Noah would not flood the earth again. So I have sworn that I will not be angry with you, nor will I rebuke you. For the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake. But my Hasad, my loving kindness, will not be removed from you. Actually, this Hased has the letter Het, right? Hased. Did I come across this love, 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 love? love really mercy mercy i've written mercy has said as mercy but this loving kindness thing i've actually come across it in this article that i was reading right has acts of love yeah nice okay so but my has my loving kindness will not be removed from you and my covenant of peace will not be shaken says Yahweh who has compassion on you oh afflicted one stormed storm tossed and not comforted behold i will set your stones in atimony and your foundations i will lay in sapphires Ooh. <laughs> sapphire lapis lazuli this is like the blue um precious stone that is at the, uh, that is the foundation of God's throne. Let me jump quickly to Ezekiel chapter 1 and skim through these verses and see the lapis lazuli thing. Yeah, Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 26. Now above the expanse that was over their heads, there was something resembling a throne like sapphire in appearance like lapis lazuli in appearance and on that which resembled a throne high up was a figure with the appearance of a man oh beautiful let me go back to isaiah (laughs) so beautiful So sapphire, where was I? So God is saying, you see the same foundation that he has on his throne, for his throne, the lapis lazuli, the sapphire. God is saying, and your foundations I will lay in sapphires. Verse 12. Moreover, I will make your battlements of rubies and your gates of crystal. And your entire wall of precious stones. And your sons will be taught of the Lord. And the well-being of your sons will be great. In righteousness you will be established. You will be far from oppression. From you will not fear. For you will not fear. And from terror it will not come near you. Oh my God. Passover. The angel of death. And from terror it will not come near you. If anyone fiercely assails you, it will not be from me. Whoever assails you will fall because of you. Behold, I myself have created the Smith who blows the fire of coals and brings out a weapon for its work. And I have created the destroyer to ruin the angel of death. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage, the inheritance, this is the heritage of the servants of Yahweh. And their vindication is from me, declares Yahweh. Mm. Wow. So I actually remembered that verse when I read this guy. They're saying the sages. Found, find a reference of the hoopah in the Talmudic passage in a vote, ref- referring to the house which is open on four sides. The Jerusalemite are Yosi ben Johanan. Ages is what I read and I remembered Isaiah fifty-four: Let your house be wide open. So let me scroll down here. The hoopah with open with four open sides is that is thus a symbol of the Jewish home filled with hesed, acts of love. An important component of which is what is what which word is this? Hospitality to strangers. Ha that's that, okay can't read that Hebrew word. A mode of conduct that the newly married couple is expected to establish in then in their home in emulation of their patriarchal patriarchal forbear what is this? patriarchal forbear whose hospitality to strangers was legendary okay patriarch they are patriarch abraham okay i was asking myself like what are we still talking about they're talking about the patriarch abraham so the man and woman are told to emulate abraham so it is preferable for the to be outdoors under the stars and every time i see stars i'm thinking about the sons of god and this is actually very interesting because again, in revelation, who are the witnesses? Who is the audience that is witnessing the marriage of between the bridegroom and and his bride between the lamb, the marriage of the lamb. It's the stars, the angels. 21 revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Wait, i can't remember? It's 19. Was it 19 then the bridegroom? No 19 verse six, right? Then I had something like a voice. Oh yeah. Nice. So in revelation 19, we're seeing, we're seeing, um, these creatures saying, hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our god because his judgments are true and righteous for he has judged the great harlot, the false bride right the great halot who was corrupting the earth with her immor- immorality and he has avenged the blood of his bond servants on her and a second time they said hallelujah these are the they right the creatures they said hallelujah her smoke raises up forever and ever at the altar and the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who sits on the throne, saying, Amen, hallelujah. And a voice came from the throne, saying, Give praise to our God, all you his bond servants, you who fear him, and sm- the small and the great. Then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude, and like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty pearls of thunder, saying, hallelujah for the lord our god the almighty reigns the marriage of the lamb verse 7 let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready it was given to her to clothe herself it was given to her this righteousness was given to her these garments the coverings were given to her it was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen bright and clean for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints then he said to me right blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the lamb and he said and he said to me these are true words of god then i fell to his feet to worship him but he the angel said to me do not worship do not do that i am a fellow servant of yours and your brethren who holds the testimony of jesus worship god for the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy and then the coming of christ this is the oh okay beautiful i wanted to read that because we see there's an uh, you see how Jesus says tells the the teacher of the law who was asking about which are the which is the greatest commandment and then Jesus this guy also there's this part there's a gospel um account that says Jesus answers and there's another it's either that same question where this guy repeats what Jesus says or he's the one who answers first but there's this account where this teacher of the law asks Jesus, which is the greatest uh, commandment. And then the guy, the, the, the teacher of the law says, love the Lord your God. Here, oh Israel, he repeats the Shema, right? Here, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the second one, right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah, that one. And then jesus tells this guy you're not farther from you're not you're not too far from the kingdom like you're close you're almost there the kingdom is not far away from you something like that so whenever i read these jewish articles there's so much truth that is seeping from them because they are like deep in the hebrew text the old testament but there's also there's also like there's a link that they're not making with Christ because they, those, okay, they are messianic Jews, those who believe Christ is the Messiah, but they're the Jews, they are Jews who don't believe the Messiah has come yet, right? There are others who believe that he has come, but he's not Christ. But anyway, my point is those who don't believe in Christ and have not yet had the good news or understood the good news. I feel, I always, that thing always comes to mind when Christ says, like, the kingdom is not far away from you. Like, you're this close. Because when I read this, I remembered that. I remembered, I remember these connections. Like, I, oh man. Anyway, the kingdom is not far away. Because when they say, like, this hoopa, this bread, bread, this chamber, this, this covering, mm. this, um... What do they call it canopy that is placed under the stars the stars are like the audience and the stars in the Bible they always point to the sons of God the angels the creatures the created beings it's okay so this is what the article is saying it is preferable for the Hooper to be outdoors under the stars symbolizing the hopes that their couples will be blessed with a large family in conformity with God's blessing to Abraham okay that's also pointing to Abraham but again under the stars like the stars are like the witness it's like the audience they are the witnesses to the marriage oh my god oh my gosh this is why I'm saying like the kingdom is not far away the truth is not far away in first Corinthians chapter 11 We see Paul saying after he talks about um, verse 3, but I want you to understand First Corinthians chapter eleven, but I want you to understand, verse three. I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of a woman, and God is the head of Christ. Every man who has something on his head while praying or prophesying disgraces his head. But every woman who has her head uncovered while praying or prophesying disgraces her head, for she is one and the same as the woman whose head is shaved. Okay, I'm going to scroll down. When Paul talks about this. Stars, these angels, and it's to, we're talking about the covering, right? What's the Hooper the covering? Let me scroll down and see the angels. Wow, see, me see, me see, see, angels, angels, angels. Okay, First Corinthians chapter eleven. Verse 10, therefore, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. <laughs> Again, I studied this in the uncovered episode that episode that I listened to this Sunday on January 7th. Oh my gosh, can you imagine a symbol of authority over on her head? And I concluded that the symbol of authority of on the woman's head, who is her head? The man, the husband. The husband is the head of the woman. So the husband needs to cover. The bridegroom needs to cover the bride. Because of the angels, the bride needs to be covered and protected because of the angels. Pasak. Pasaka. the Passover, because of the angels, the bride needs to be protected and covered under the chuppah. And we're told that who is the one who is covering the bride and the bridegroom is Christ. Because the bride and the bridegroom, the husband and the wife, they are members of the body of Christ. They are the bride of Christ. So Christ, the bridegroom, the ultimate bridegroom is covering his bride. You see the levels? The levels of this? and then we're told there's even more to that Christ submits under his father oh man this is beautiful i like reading these some some of these jewish articles because i i i'm like oh my gosh if you guys only knew if you guys only knew that the bread of life that you're missing out on like man anyway so where, where was I okay so I, I remembered under the stars and I'm like oh wow under the angels and then I remembered oh wait wait the angels that's why the bride needs to be covered oh gosh okay so these guys are saying they're pointing to under the stars pointing to Abraham's the blessing oh. Um, that's our cat. He's calling literally. The cat is calling out to like the like female cat. <laughs> God is funny. Okay. So the hooper in the open air is also reminiscent of the suka. Oh, the suka, a suka in Swahili. Is is it Swahili or Kamba? is it in kamba the suka is a leso It's a cloth the um the kitenge the kitenge the leso the kitenge in kamba we call it the suka it's a suka and again this cloth the Sukkot here, yeah, it's the Sukkot, right? a temporary structure erected during the Holy Day of Sukkot, like the suka, the chuppah reminds bride and bridegroom that they are protected by God alone and that God is their only haven and support. So it's, I, I just want to talk about this suka thing, right? The cloth and they're connecting it to like the chuppah. And they talked about the hoopah being like a cloth, a square cloth usually made of silk or velvet, right? So it's beautiful that these languages like linked. Um okay. So was and I think the Sukkot is connected also to the Passover if I'm not wrong. Let me Google the Sukkot. Um okay. Why are you taking this much time to load? Sukkot. Sukkot is a Torah-commended holiday celebrated for seven days, beginning on the 15th day of the month of Tishri. I think I studied this. (laughs) Okay, it's not in this notebook. It's another notebook that I filled up. Wait, is this this one? Oh, no, it's not this one. I was like, wait, hold on. Maybe it's this one. No, it's not this one yeah this is this was um the while I was studying the the not the Vav Zion in my study of the Vav and the Zion which Jubilee when I was yeah the Jubilee I came across the Tishri this Tishri I think it's nine right Let me search this and see. Tishri. In the Hebrew Bible, the month is called Ethamin. Simply the seventh month. Okay, it's seven, hence Vav, the study Vav. Okay, Tishri. Okay, nice. So the Sukkot, beginning on the 15th day of the month of Tishri, the seventh month, Um, Hence the Jubilee thing, right? Mm. Jubilee, I think it's the 50th year. Okay. It is one of the three pilgrimage festivals on which the Israelites who would were... In which those Israelites who could were commanded to make a pilgrimage to the temple in Jerusalem. Okay. is a Sukkot and the Passover the same I doubt well, let's see now it is certainly true that the timing of the holiday has agricultural significance the harvesting thing right agricultural significance as Sukkot is the last of the Jewish agricultural festivals occurring at the end of the harvest season exactly six months after the beginning of the harvest season that is the Passover So I remember there's a, what's the difference between the Passover and the Shavuot, I think. Is the Shavuot the Sukkot? Okay, there's there's a lot happening. (laughs) What is Pesach, Shavuot and Sukkot? Um, The three pilgrimage festivals in the Hebrew Bible are Pesach, Pasaka, the Passover, or the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the shavuot the feast of weeks and the sukkot the feast of booths okay. okay 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 where was i let me continue reading the sages find an allusion to wedding i'm back in my after they are said like the sukkah the huppah reminds bride and bridegroom that they are protected by god alone and that god is their only haven and support the sages find an allusion to weddings being held outdoors in biblical times in Jeremiah reference. In Jeremiah's reference to the sound of the bridegroom and the sound of the bride in the cities of Judea and in the courtyards of Jerusalem. Strong reservations have been raised in some circles about holding weddings in synagogues because irrelevant. Because irrelevant irrelevant rivalry might result in the profanation of the sanctuary sanctity of the synagogue nevertheless it was customary in many areas for weddings to be held in the courtyard of synagogues indeed many synagogues in germany were constructed with a built-in marriage stone at a corner of the structure come on guys come on the cornerstone Can you imagine these traditions are happening and it's pointing to Christ even without them trying? They're saying, indeed, many synagogues in Germany were constructed with a built-in trustein or marriage stone at a corner of the structure facing the inner synagogue courtyard. The marriage stone is at the corner, the cornerstone. The marriage, the Christ, the bridegroom, is the cornerstone of the temple. He's the head of the bride. The bride is the temple. Oh gosh. There's a lot. This is a lot. <laughs> Let me finish reading this so that at least I can finally read the long thread of things that I had read so that I can pause this because again I'm literally out of time. And I'll continue I'll continue this in the next episode. So this they the saying about the the indeed many synagogues in Germany were constructed with a built-in marriage stone at a corner of the structure facing the inner synagogue courtyard which bore the initial Hebrew letters of the above verse of Jeremiah. In the in these communities the culmination of the marriage ceremony was marked by the groom throwing a glass goblet and shattering it at the at the marriage stone. <gasps> Oh gosh! Come on, listen to this. There is a this a glass goblet, held by the groom, that is shattered by the cornerstone. What does Jesus say to the Pharisees after he tells them about the parable of the tenants? Where is the parable of the tenants? Oh my gosh! It's in John chapter what? Jesus the feast, adulterous woman. Healing of the man, bomb, parable the good shepherd, death of Lazarus, Mary anoints Jesus, the Lord's Supper, comforts. Okay, let me just Google parable of the tenants, parable, is it Matthew of the tenants, I always forget, I think it's Matthew, <clears throat> Matthew, chapter verse Matthew chapter 21 verse thirty-three. Matthew chapter 21 verse 33, Again, I'm here because there's this tradition by some, some, they have said it's some, some Jewish people where they take the goblet, like the, the, the wine, the, the, the glass, right? The groom shatters that glass on the cornerstone, on the marriage stone. Now, after Jesus talks about this parable of the vineyard, these, these, these tenants who were given this vineyard to grow and the, the owner of the vine the vineyard wanted his harvest his share of the harvest and these guys were killing the, the everyone sent by the, the owner of the vineyard and eventually he sent his son and these guys were like oh yo <laughs> that's the heir if we kill the heir then we can own everything right so verse 41 Jesus asks Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to these vine growers, these tenants? They said to him, he will bring those wretches to a wretched end and will rent out the vineyard to other vine growers who will pay him the proceeds at the proper seasons. Jesus said to them, did you not read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? This became the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Did you not read it? He continues and says, Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people, producing the fruit of it. And he, this is the part, and he who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. But on on whomever it falls, it will scatter him like dust. There's so many things. There's so many. Th- I'm not saying like these guys, while they're performing this ritual, that's what they're thinking about. Of course not, but I'm like yo, come on, the breaking of glass by the the cause of the marriages, glass. It's like the what do you call it? Um, when people look for the holy grail. The Holy Grail that Jesus drank at the Last Supper. Can you imagine how Jesus is the groom? Jesus taking that grail, the Holy Grail, and breaking it. It's the same as Jesus taking his body, the bread, and breaking it and giving it to his disciples. Jesus is the cornerstone and Jesus is the bread. And the what was held in the Holy Grail is his blood. Jesus also shares his blood, the wine, the cup just she has the cup the glass goblet the groom because he can't break wine he distributes the wine the blood and he gives it to his disciples to drink so the marriage it's at the table the marriage happens at the table the marriage of the lamb where you dine on the broken body of Christ like it's so deep (laughs) and I know I've studied these things but the connections man okay this so this these guys are saying in the my Jewish learning they're saying indeed many synagogues in Germany were constructed with a with a built-in marriage stone at a corner of the structure facing the inner synagogue courtyard which bore the initial hebrew letters for the above verse from jeremiah which verse is this this verse that says the sounds the sound of the bridegroom and the sound of the bride okay and then they're saying in these communities the culmination of the marriage ceremony was marked by the groom throwing a glass goblet the holy grail and shattering it at the cornerstone the marriage stone some synagogues and wedding halls have a skylight that opens to allow the hooper ceremony to be conducted under the sky under the stars so that's the end of that article i'll attach this article as well have i shared this with myself let me share with my group of me myself and i and god (laughs) okay let me finally finally i know i've i've been everywhere right i've been everywhere in this study i haven't even really, really 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 that did anything really to be honest but i think today's episode was focusing on this hooper this chamber the bridal chamber because i mentioned it also in the wall of fire episode the last episode about the bridegroom coming out of his chamber and how this the hat is also pointing to like the chamber the bridegroom the hooper so let me share what i was these links that I had made in this column thread. So this is what I said. Um, I realized in January 17th of 2022, I had mentioned something to do with the covering. And I had this thread that I had written. I said "I in, on January 17th, 2022, this is what I wrote down. So Adam and Eve, in the beginning they were righteous again i was talking about how in the naked episode this is this was like me studying the naked episode and i was thinking through this so these are notes i was writing to myself about how adam and eve were covered by righteousness so i was saying so adam and eve in the beginning were righteous before god not by works but because god credited them righteousness right he covered he gave them righteousness so his righteousness covered them Okay, let me start from the beginning without explaining anything. This is what I said. So Adam and Eve in the beginning was righteous before God, not by works because God credited them righteousness. His righteousness covered them. They saw themselves how God saw them, righteous. That's why they were naked and were not ashamed because God's righteousness was their covering. But once they chose to take of the knowledge of good and evil for themselves, the fruit, their eyes were opened and they realized they were naked. Sin uncovered them and they realized they were naked. They chose works of a God's righteousness. Like they chose to work for their own righteousness of a God's given gift of righteousness. So I said, sin brought forth barrenness, both in man and woman. Woman, painful labor, or even barrenness of the womb, infertility. And for the man, painful labor, which included toiling when farming the land, the infertile land. And then I said, Jesus, who knew no sin, covered our sin by becoming the sacrifice, dying on our behalf because the wages of sin is death. Jesus became our gift from God because it continues and says but the gift of god from god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord jesus bore our sins on the cross he became naked bare uncovered unveiled on the cross for humanity's sins and imputed to us his righteousness he became our covering the king of righteousness jesus's righteousness covers those who believe in him I'm no longer naked before God I am covered by Christ's the bridegroom by Christ's righteousness not my own through works so that was January 2022 17th January 17th and in May 2023 on 16th, May, 2023, I was studying about the, it was the uncovered episode where I talked, where I searched in ChatGPT about, is there a connection between the word for Eve and nakedness, like is there a link? So on May 16th, 2023, I asked myself, does the Hebrew, I asked ChatGPT actually, does the Hebrew word for Eve and the Hebrew word for nakedness have anything in common? So this is what ChatGPT said. Yes, the Hebrew word for Eve and nakedness do have something in common. In Hebrew, the word Eve is hava, and the word for nakedness is erva, erva. Linguistically, both words share the Hebrew root iron, resh, and hay, these letters, iron, resh, and hay, which conveys the idea of exposure or uncovering this shared root gives these words a semantic connection suggesting a link between eve and the concept of nakedness in hebrew the connection between eve and nakedness can be seen in the biblical narrative of adam and eve in the book of genesis after eating the forbidden fruit adam and eve realized they were naked and felt shame they tried to cover themselves with fig leaves to hide their nakedness from god This this association between Eve and nakedness has been interpreted symbolically as representing their newfound vulnerability and awareness of their own physical state. It is worth noting that Hebrew is a highly semantic language where words often carry deeper meanings and associations beyond their literal definitions. So while the words for Eve and nakedness share a common root, their relationship goes beyond mere linguistic similarity and carry significant symbolic implications within the Hebrew context. That, so that is ChatGPT <laughs> and I was like, aha, uh-huh, yes, agreed. So now, um, after reading through those two notes I had sent myself and I had um, copied from ChatGPT, I, um, I, I wrote this down this Sunday on January 7th, 2024. So these, it's like years right from 2022, January to 2023, May. And then now January 7th, 2024. This is what I, the connections from all these two studies that came to mind. I wrote, okay, wall of fire means fence, right? The hat means fence. The wall of fire is a fence. I wrote, let me read what I wrote down and then I explained myself. I wrote wall of fire equals fence, the equal sign. Wall of fire equals fence fence equals covering in brackets the nakedness covering the nakedness covering the nakedness equals bridegroom bridegroom equals the bride's covering the bride's covering equals christ the bridegroom covering his bride's nakedness in brackets his righteousness is the one that covers the bride's nakedness okay and then i wrote down eve equals nakedness, in brackets, revealed, uncovered. The nakedness, in brackets, revealed, uncovered. And then I said, God's glory is covered, it's veiled. God's glory is veiled, in brackets, it's veiled, covered. In the temple behind the curtain, until Jesus unveils it by his death, the breaking of his body in brackets the tearing of the curtain so the husband stroke bridegroom should unveil stroke reveal not cover the glory of God in brackets Christ who is his head so the he should not unveil all or he should reveal the glory of God Christ who is his head to his bride stroke wife, just as Christ unveiled the glory of God to the church, his bride. That's a lot. Let me explain myself. So when I say the wall of fire equals a fence, that's what from my previous study of an understanding of het. hat means fence or the tent wall, right? Or the hedge, a hedge or the gate. So this fence is covering something, right? And I understood like, oh, when it comes to the word covering in the Bible, it's the covering of the nakedness. Because even in the uncovering study, in the uncovered study, I was studying the, unco- the uncovering of your father's nakedness, right? That idiom. And again, I'm not going to rehash that. I studied in, in um, not really in length, but my kind of deep study. I start, I started that study and I took some two deep dives in that study. So when I say the covering, you're covering the nakedness, right? You're covering that which is vulnerable, the Yeah. That which is vulnerable. So you're covering the nakedness. So the fence covers. And then my and I came to understand in my previous study that the bridegroom is supposed to be the fence that means he's supposed to be the bride's his bride's covering and from my under my, my from my reading of 1st Corinthians chapter 11 we see the bridegroom the husband is the is the wife's head he's the he's the authority that's supposed to be covering the wife because of the angels And these angels, I'm reminded of Genesis chapter 6, the angels who coveted the women, they coveted, they took for themselves, right? They coveted the women in Genesis chapter 6 and slept with them and had offsprings with them, the giants, the unholy union, the unholy fruit, And by unholy, I mean that which was not ordained by God. So that's why the bridegroom needs, that's why Adam needed to cover Eve. Right? I went through this thread and this thought process in that uncovered episode. And so this is why I'm saying the bridegroom equals the bride's covering. He is the bride's covering. And the bridegroom, the perfect bridegroom is Christ. So that means Christ, the bridegroom, covers his bride's nakedness he is the covering that covers his bride's nakedness that's why I've said it's in brackets his righteousness Christ's righteousness covers his bride's nakedness that's why in Revelation chapter 19 we see the beautiful bride being given to her it is given to her as a covering to clothe herself with bright linen that is clean, white linen, bright and clean. And we're told that the, that linen, the bright linen that is covering her is righteousness. The fruit that is the, the, her acts, her actions, they bear fruit and that fruit is righteousness. And guess what? God himself is the one who bears fruit in us. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, who is God, is the one who bears the fruit of righteousness, the gift, he gives us the gift of righteousness and bears that same fruit in us, that same fruit that covers us. The Holy Seed, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Seed that gives birth to the Son of Righteousness. The Son of Righteousness, I think this is Galatians, right? The Son of the Promise, the Son of Righteousness. Christ is the Son of Righteousness. He is the glory within the bride and the glory that covers the bride. He's both in us and He's both covering us. He's the head, but He's also in us, the glory in the temple, in the inner chamber. Remember the temple, the holy of holies? The glory that sits on the mercy seat, in the chamber. And we are the temple. That means Christ is in us. But he's also our bridegroom who covers us. So that's why I'm saying Christ, the bridegroom, covering his bride's nakedness with his righteousness, with himself. And then I... I looked into Eve Hava right and I remembered oh wait Eve is connected to nakedness let me go through my notes because I tried to write the notes that I in the wall of fire episode did I mention Eve did I mention Eve Hava Oh no, I didn't. I was thinking like, wait, I came across Hava. It was while I was writing the show notes for the uncovered episode this Sunday, January seventh, I remember I, I I was reading about the word Eve and in my show notes this is what I've written. The show notes says the the word Eve is Hava in Hebrew and it means life, right? um yeah the bearer of life life but also this is hava c-h-a-v-v double v-a-h but hava c-h-a-v-a means to show or reveal hava see that's why there's this connection with nakedness that which is revealed to unveil to unveil right so there is a connection between eve and the re- and revealing and there's also the hava which is c h a v a h doesn't have double v eve hava life has double v there is the hava without double v which means to tell to declare or to reveal because eve's hava means life this hava without double v means to tell declare or reveal and then the Hava without double V and without the H at the end means to show or to reveal. So that's why I was writing here and I said, let me scroll down. I said, so Eve, Hava is linked to nakedness, equals nakedness, uncovered, stroke, revealed. Because when does Adam name this is this is me now thinking, right? When does Adam name Eve? this is after they have eaten of the fruit after they have been the consequences have been read to them and made clear to them right um and after is this this is before god covers them so adam names his wife eve this is genesis let me jump to genesis chapter 3 i think verse 6 if i'm not wrong genesis chapter 3 not verse 6 maybe verse 16 Genesis chapter 3 verse 20. Now the man called his wife, wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all the living. There's a footnote. Living, named his wife Eve, living or life. The word Eve means living or life because she was the mother of all the living. And then the Lord God, Yahweh, made garments of skin Yahweh made a covering for them made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them so we see after their eyes have been opened after the veil has been taken away from them after they have been unveiled right? they are now naked Adam names his wife Eve Hava with a double V and a H at the end, which means life, but the Hava without the double V and without the H at the end means to show or reveal. And the Hava with a without the double V and with, with a H at the end means to tell, declare or reveal. So if there's a connection between the nakedness, the revelation, revealing, uncovering, and Eve. That's why I was saying Eve, Hava, equals nakedness, uncovered. There's an un- they have been uncovered, uncovered, struck, revealed, and then I said God's glory. The reason why I think in the Wall of Fire episode I talked about the glory. That's why I was thinking, and I was thinking about God's glory, and. Whenever I hear about God's glory, it takes me back to the temple, the tabernacle and the temple, right? The glory cloud, the glory that was resting on the mercy seat in the most holy of holies, the inner chamber, the inner chamber. Man, there's so many things that are coming to mind right now. And so i have that in mind and i also have in mind ezekiel the verse that i just read i actually did not read all of read all of it let me read ezekiel chapter one and about this glory the man who the appearance one with the appearance of a man the lapas lazuli text so ezekiel chapter one verse 22. Vision of divine glory. That's a topic now over the heads of the living beings. There was something like an expanse, like the awesome gleam of crystals spread spread out over their heads under the, the expanse. Their wings were stretched out straight one toward the other. These are the creatures, right? The cherubim. Each one also had two wings covering its body on the one side and on the other. I also heard the sound of their wings, like the sound of abandoned waters as, the, as they went, like the voice of the Almighty, a sound of Talmud, like the sound of an army camp. Whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings. And there, came, and there came a voice from above the expanse that was over their heads. Whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings. So the question is, wait, there's a voice above the expanse? What is that? Who is that? 10 verse 26. Now, above the expanse, that was over their heads, there was something resembling a throne, like lapaz lazuli. This is the um, sapphire, right? Like lapaz lazuli in appearance. And on that, which resembled a throne, high up was a figure. With the appearance of a man. Then I noticed from the appearance of his loins and upwards something like glowing metal that looked like fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his loins and downward I saw something like fire. Hmm. Something like fire. And there was a radiance around him. As the appearance of the rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the surrounding radiance. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face and heard a voice speaking. So let me pause here first because I want to save this. It's long. I don't want to lose it. And because I feel like my time is running short. I'm literally running on borrowed time right now. So I'm going to... Pause here and then read, continue explaining that part where I talked about God's glory, right? And then maybe conclude the episode or I'll think, I'll think about it. Let me pause. Okay, I'm back. So I'm from reading about God's glory. The glory is a being, is a, is a, is a, is a person, is a, is someone. I don't know how to say has the appearance of a man God is God's glory right so this is why I said God's glory understanding that God's glory is him he is him (laughs) Wow should this be the title he is him like Christ is the bridegroom but then I talked about the hooper. okay I don't know so God's glory right God's glory is covered, is veiled, in the temple behind the curtain. So I don't think I have to read about God's glory in the tabernacle, right? So far, we know there's God's glory in the tabernacle. God's glory seats. God himself, his glory, he's, he rests on the mercy seat. So we know God's glory is not distinct from him. It's not like... Another thing, he—he is—it's him, it's he, the glories are he, whatever you know. I don't know how to explain this. God is a spirit. He's just oh gosh. Okay, so God's glory is veiled, right, behind the curtain, until Jesus unveils it by his death through the breaking of his body, and we're told in Hebrew that the body of Christ is the curtain when the curtain of the temple tore in half right when the tem- when the curtain of the temple tore in half that was symbolizing Christ's body the breaking of his body where at the table with his disciples with his bride he broke his body and said he took bread blessed it and then broke it and shared with his disciples with his bride and gave it to them and said um, what did Christ say take and eat this is my body given to you do this in remembrance of me so what was veiled has been unveiled God's glory was veiled Christ unveiled the glory that was behind the curtain. And we are now told to come boldly before God, before God's glory. We are told to, this glory that Ezekiel sees at the sapphire, lapis lazuli, the expanse, that one that's shining with the radiance and the, of like, a, of a, of a, like a, the, the cloud that shines on a sunny day, like that radiance, we are told that we can boldly come before God. And then, so I said, so the husband struck the bridegroom. This is first Corinthians chapter 11. This is after, after studying in the uncovered episode, this is something I believe it's a revelation. I'm, I'm still seeing it makes sense to me. I'm still sticking to it because the husband is supposed, the husband's head is Christ. And the husband is told to not cover his head. That means he's supposed to unveil his head. He's supposed to reveal his head. And who is his head? Christ. The husband's head is Christ. This is literally the next verse after Paul tells us that, uh, that um, God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man. And man is the head of the woman, the husband and the woman, right? the bride. The next verse is, the man should not pray or prophesy with his head uncovered. With his head covered. The man's head should not be covered. And we're just from being told, who is the man's head? Christ is the man's head. Christ should not be covered, meaning Christ should be revealed. So we're back to Eve. And they're being revealed the and being connected to revelation being revealed and and uncovered so Adam should not should not cover his head Adam should reveal Christ to Eve the husband should reveal Christ in their union this union under the Hooper under God Because God is the Hoopa, God is the covering, God is the house, God is the chamber, the temple, the glory before God and under God because the bride is the body and the bridegroom is the head, Christ is the head and the church is the body, his body under christ under god the bridegroom who is the head of the bride should reveal christ and then we're told the woman should should pray with her head covered that's why i said so the husband struck bridegroom should reveal stroke unveil and not cover the oh! This is reminding me of Moses and the veil. What did Moses do when he went, where he went up the mountain and he saw, let me actually read this first and then talk about Moses. This will be the last thing I'll talk about. because I'm literally recording on borrowed time. So the husband struck bridegroom should reveal the glory of God, who is Christ to his bride, just as Christ unveiled struck revealed the glory of God to his bride, the church. Right, I had said so. The husband struck bride should unveil, struck reveal, not cover, the glory of God who is his head to his wife struck bride, just as Christ unveiled the glory of God to his judge, the bride. Remember when Moses went up the mountain and the glory of God, the glory of God was revealed to him and he came back down shining. His face, his head was shining. His head was shining. And it was so much powerful that he had to put a veil over his head because the israelites were afraid to look up at moses he had to veil himself the shepherd had to veil himself before the sheep and again the ultimate shepherd is god right but moses was acting on god's behalf before the israelites And that's why. That was, not a, that was not the right thing to do. That, isn't, that was not the ideal. The ideal is Moses should not have veiled his face. I think there's somewhere where Paul talks about the veiling of Moses' face. Veiling of... He talks about the righteousness that did not last long. Veiling of Moses in New Testament Bible verse. But I think that's my point. The husband should not veil the glory of God. Because even in first, oh my God, I want to read everything. In first Corinthians chapter 11, we are told that the head of the man is the glory of God the head of the man is the glory of God. And we know the glory of God is Christ because we are literally just from being told the head of man is Christ. So if the, if a equals B, so if the head of man is Christ, that means if we're told the head of man is the glory of God, that means B equals C. I don't know. That means Christ equals the glory of man. So the head of man. So, and the glory first Corinthians chapter 11, let me read that part where we talked about the glory. This is beautiful and again it's not like i understand everything i'm just saying from what i've currently been reading there are things there are threads that are connecting first corinthians chapter 11 verse 7 for a man ought not to have his head covered ought not he needs to uncover his head for a man ought not to have his head covered since he is the image and glory of god But the woman is the glory of man. My understanding of this, the woman is the temple. The man is the head. The one flesh. All this I'm understanding this. The man and woman will be joined and will become one flesh. So, In the one flesh, these are all Ephesians and all these other verses where Christ talks about himself being one with his bride. We see the husband is the head and the bride is the body. Now the body is the temple. Now, where does the glory of God reside in the temple? So I think that's why we are told the woman is the glory of man, because the glory resides in the temple. And we are also told now that for, for uh, it starts by off by saying, for a man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. Now, I, I have two understandings to this, and they're all pointing to the same thing. But the he here, the he, since he is the image, maybe talking about his head, Christ, a man ought not to cover his head. Since he, his head, is the image and glory of God. So because his head is Christ, for a man ought not to cover Christ, since Christ is the image and glory of God. I can understand it like that, and it will make sense even from the beginning to the end of this chapter. I can also understand it. For a man ought not to cover his head, Christ, since he, the man, is the image and glory of God? How is the man the image and the glory of God? We are told in Genesis chapter one that God made mankind in His own image. Right. And here's the thing: when it comes to ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and the glory of God, I'm understanding this to mean Christ is the image and the glory of God, because in First Corin, in Col- Colossians chapter one verse fifteen. Thank you Holy Spirit for reminding me this verses Colossians chapter one, verse 15, literally talks about Christ being the image and the glory of God. Colossians chapter one, verse 15, he Christ, the son is the image of the invisible God. He's the glory, the one who appears like a man. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, right? So that's why, let me go back to First Corinthians, chapter 11, verse, um I don't know. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, yeah. So that's why a man ought not to cover his head. So I was looking for the part where Moses and the veiling of Moses. 2 Corinthians, chapter 3. And I want to connect this to corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 second corinthians chapter to this verse in man not ought not not to cover his head to so 3 verse 18 18 but we all with unveiled faith <sighs> how beautiful is this let me read the entire thing should i read the entire thing let me read from oh gosh this is beautiful this is beautiful let me see from where, where Paul starts talking about Moses and glory. Okay, I can see it. Let me start from verse seven. Okay, verse four. Let me start from verse four. We, we're here about glory, the veiling of the face of the man, right? So verse four, first, to 2 Corinthians chapter three, verse four, such confidence. Let me start reading from verse one anyway. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need as some letters of commendation to you? or from you 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 are our letter written in our hearts known and read by all men being manifested that you are a letter of being manifested that you are a letter of Christ cared for by us written not with ink but with the spirit of the living God not on tablets of stone but on tablets of the human heart of human hearts such confidence we have through Christ toward God not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves but our adequacy is from God this is literally the verses that I have not read in Colossians chapter 1 from verse 15 about everything Christ is the image uh, of the invisible God through him by him for him was he created everything so coming not coming from ourselves, but but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death in letters engraved on stones came with glory so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face fading as it was, he will the ministry how will the ministry of the spirit fail to be even more with glory for if the ministry of condemnation has glory much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory the ministry of righteousness that we're covered with abound in glory for indeed what had glory in the case has no glory because Let me read that again. For indeed, what had glory in this case has no glory because of the glory that surpasses it. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech and are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away but their minds were hardened for until until this very day at the reading of the old covenant the same veil remains unlifted because it is removed in christ it is removed in christ the veil verse 15. But to this day, whoever Moses, when, wh- whenever Moses is read, Moses is the Old Testament, the Torah, right? The Yeah. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. It's always about the heart with God. A veil lies over their heart. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away that's why I was talking about how this the uncovering can be positive and it can also be uh, by positive I mean like um, positive and negative um, can be what's the other word anyway it can be positive and negative because you can be the the veil Christ unveils right he gives sight to the blind he unveils but he also ve- We are also covered, we are also veiled by the righteousness. Okay, negative and positive. I think that's what I was talking about. Did I say negative and positive? Okay, anyway. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. (laughs) How beautiful is this? So that means the glory of God the glory of God who I read in Ezekiel who is talked about as sitting on the throne Christ himself the glory of God that has been unveiled we are looking at him we are boldly before him and just like in a mirror the same way I can look at myself in the mirror and see the reflection that's what we are told we are supposed to reflect that's why the man husband should reveal Christ to his bride should reflect Christ to his bride right so that's what I'm saying just like in a mirror we are looking at the image of God we're told the Sun is the image of the invisible God now the Im- it's like me I'm on the this side of the mirror and Christ is on the other side of the mirror the perfect image of the invisible God and this image that was corrupted because we are created in the image of God me the image that was corrupted I am because of the unveiling I am being transformed into that same image of the Sun of the the Sun the perfect image of the invisible God from glory to glory this is what he's saying now verse 17 now the Lord is the Spirit the Lord is the Spirit these are the points where I'm reading I'm like so the spirit is God Jesus is God God the father is God this is the God who is complex who is not 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 that's a human we're using a created mind to understand an infinite God anyway It's what has been revealed to us, I don't have any excuse because there is something that has been revealed. Literally, God has unveiled himself. And he wants me to understand him. And he's telling me, now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, not like Moses who veiled his face, But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as from the Lord the Spirit. And I think this is perfect because if the bridegroom is supposed to unveil Christ to his bride, unveil the glory of God to his bride, and that means me as the bride, the body of Christ, the church, us as the church, as looking in the mirror, right? We, re- we are supposed to reflect Christ because we are supposed to be one with Christ. We are one flesh. He is the head and we are the body. So the glory, He is the glory that shines in us and lives in us. And so as Christ reflects His body, unveils Himself. As the bridegroom, the perfect bridegroom, as the perfect bridegroom, unveils and reveals his glory to his bride. So the husband should unveil and reveal Christ's the glory to the bride. And so, from that's why us we can say as the bride, we are being transformed from glory to glory. That's why even in Corinthians, I think so, First Corinthians chapter eleven, we are seeing Paul say talk about the wife also being the man's glory how beautiful is that i mean there are places where we also talk like the church is the glory of god but i'm just talking about this passage parts that i've read miss glory 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 first corinthians chapter 11 verse 15 but if i wo- no not that one okay but if a woman has long hair it is a glory is it a glory to her for her hair is given to her for covering okay I, I, I studied this in the Uncovered episode. I want to read this part that I had read today about the glory. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7. For a man ought not to have his head covered, since he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of man. I think that will be the end of today's episode. One, my time is up. Let me pause for a minute and then I'll come and like conclude everything. Okay, bye. Okay, so I will conclude by reading Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 to 20, that entire chapter. Why am I reading Isaiah chapter 60? Because on January 7th, <laughs> on Sunday, the verse of the day was Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 to 22. And again, what was I studying about? Studying about the glory of God, the nakedness, the revealing and all these things. So what is that? What did the verse say? The verse of the day for that day on January 7th, 2024, it said, Arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I was like, hold up, wow, save that, (laughs) send that to yourself so that you can read the entire chapter and I read the entire chapter and I highlighted some other parts and I was like wow because let me read some some of the verses I had highlighted and then I'll read the entire chapter in verse one it a god is saying arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the lord has risen upon you verse two this is another verse I highlighted the latter part of this verse but behold darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples but the lord will rise upon and his glory the lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you so when i was reading upon you i'm imagining the hooper. the glory of god is the covering he's the chupa he's above he's the head right okay he's covering yeah um, and then, then other verse of chapter 60 that I had highlighted, the other things that I'm not going to read that I had highlighted, but I want to read the verses that makes sense to today, like are kind of connected to today's study. Okay. In verse 14, the sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing to you and all those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet. this part now this is the part I highlighted and they will call you the city of the Lord the Zion of the Holy One of Israel why did I highlight that part? Revelation chapter 21 we see who is Zion Zion is the bride of the Lamb the bride that comes down from God the city is the bride the city is the bride and the city has oh my gosh i had been listening i've been listening to i had been listening because they are now on another theme um bible project and they had this this theme they studied about the city they're talking about how the city has walls (laughs) because i was listening back to i was writing the show notes for uncovered i had mentioned how in one of the episodes of the city the theme the city that's when I also had Tim Maki from the Bible Project talk about how the, the um, uncovering the nakedness of your father is an idiom for uncovering the bride, the mother, like sleeping with the mother, your father's, you know, your father's wife. So I was looking for that episode. I was like, because I mentioned in the recording, in the study that I, I had it from the theme, the one of the episodes of the theme city. So I was looking to, I went to like their website to check if they have in their show notes, like if I can find anything about the nakedness thing. And eventually I found it, but I had to go to YouTube. Um, and so I found it. And in that episode, while I was looking for it before finding it, um, that's when I was thinking, like, wait, why wait, 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 wait. The city has walls. <laughs> so anyway, the city. I highlighted um Isaiah chapter 60, verse 14, and they will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. The other place I highlighted was verse 16: You will also suck the milk of nations and suck the breast of kings, then this part, then you will know that I, the Lord, am your savior. And your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Right, he is the husband, he is the Savior and the Redeemer. In verse 18, he says, Violence will not be had again in your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls. You see, this is a city that has walls, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise again. The Het, the Hebrew letter het from my studies, it means fence, it means tent walls, it means that a hedge can also mean gate, right, because it looks like a door, um, like an opening, a door of a chamber, it's also connected to chupa for chamber, bridal chamber. That's from my current studies. Um, for my current study right and the walls meaning the wall you will call your walls salvation salvation is Christ Christ is the salvation Christ is the savior I'm just from reading here then you will know that I the Lord am your savior and your redeemer and later we see you will call your walls salvation so who is the walls the Lord is the walls the wall of fire. Right? And he's the gate. Jesus says, I am the door. You have to enter through me. I am the door. So these are, these are just verses I was highlighting. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I, I'm seeing what you're doing, God. <laughs> and then verse 19. God is saying, no longer will you have the sun for light by day. Nor for brightness. Nor, nor for brightness will you will the moon give you light but you will have the lord for an everlasting light and your glo- and your god for your glory again this is a revelation right about the lamb being the lamp because they no longer need the sun or a lamp right um, and then then all your people will be righteous to possess the land forever yeah 21 i highlighted it um, then all your people will be righteous. Again, the righteousness, right? Because why Why will everyone be righteous? Because we already know like none is righteous. Our righteous acts are like filthy rags. So how can God make all of us righteous? How can God make the remnant righteous? Right, I had read about the remnant. How can God make them righteous? It's because his righteousness will cover us. Because he is the perfect one. His perfect righteousness will cover us. So that's why God can say, then all your people will be righteous. They will possess the land forever. Even in the last episode, I mentioned how this is the thread of the land because it's about entering, you're crossing over from the wilderness to the promised land. That is the Bridegroom of Blood episode. Crossover. Wait. Yeah. No, wait. I I forgot I had the crossover episode. <laughs> okay, so there's a Begroom of Blood, there's a crossover, there's a wall of fire. Okay, so I think that the times that I would I was talking about Belegroom of Blood, I was also maybe talking about crossover because I talked about that as well. So this large unique pomegranates, these Many, many, these huge hens and the many cheeks that have been laid and that, that have hatched from their eggs. This is a sign of the fruitfulness, the fertile land, the sign of the fruitfulness of the tree. The, 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 you see, when the Israelites, the, were they the 12 or the 10? I think the 12, when the 12 went into the, into Canaan, the promised land, to survey it, they came back with large large fruits large fruits very large fruits have I ever made that connection with my dream? by the way, have I ever made that connection? I don't know have I made the connection that the Israelites came back the 12 who um, the 12 spies came back with large fruits I don't know but that is perfect. <laughs> that is a perfect link. Because it's connected to the promised land. Connected to the harvest being large. Jesus himself says the harvest is large. Right. So that's beautiful. So let me just finish this. By reading the entire chapter of Isaiah chapter 60. From verse 1 to 22. Arise, shine, shine. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will shine upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes, round about, and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons will come from afar, and your daughters will be carried in the arms then you will see and be radiant and your heart will thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you the wealth of the nations will come to you a multitude of camels will will cover you the young camels of Midian, ephah all those from sheba will come they will bring gold and frankincense and will bear good news Of the praises of the Lord all the flocks of Kedar will be gathered together to you the rams of Naboth Naboth will minister to you they will go up with acceptance on my altar and I shall glorify my glorious house the house the chamber verse 8 who are these who fly like a cloud and like the doves to their lattices, surely the coastlands will wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish will come fast to bring your sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them, from the name of the Lord your for the name of the Lord your God and for the Holy One of Israel, because He has glorified you. Foreigners will build up your walls, and their kings will minister to you. For in my wrath, I struck you, and in my favor, I have had compassion on you. Your gates will be open continually. Oh. Is this pointing to the chuppah in the Jewish article that talked about how it's supposed to be open on all sides? Wow. Your gates will be open continually. They will not be closed day or night so that men may bring to you the wealth of the nations with their kings led in procession oh this is reminding me of jesus in the um Jesus in the manger and the wise men i know nowadays from now on i think people usually say that people who study these whatever um what am i trying to say i've been hearing that. The translation, wise men, is not a proper translation. They're like... They're like, what's a proper translation? I don't know, kings. Is kings the word? Because this has reminded me of that. Right? Jesus in the manger. Who men are bringing wealth to him from all nations. So... I think i think i've heard that like there's a proper way to translate that word that is used for wise men i don't remember that word so verse 12 for the nation and the kingdom which will not serve you will perish and the nations will be utterly ruined the glory of lebanon will come to you the juniper the box let me just pause for a minute <laughs> I have been known by this name. (laughs) I wanted to say like my nickname is Juniper. And I'm like, "Ah." only one person to this day calls me Juniper sometimes. But when I was young, this was my nickname, Juniper. And I'm just from reading about Sheba. And I'm like, oh wow, love it. (laughs) Again, it's not me. I'm just saying like, I'm just, I enjoy seeing my name. (laughs) Pass that in. The glory of Lebanon will come to you. Because juniper is a tree, right? Okay. The juniper, the box tree, and the cypress together. To beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I shall make the place of my feet glorious. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing to you. And all those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet. And they will call you the city of the Lord the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated with no one passing through, I will make you an everlasting pride, a joy from generation to generation. This is reminding me of like, I think, I don't know if I've ever mentioned here in any of my episodes, but your ruins will be rebuilt. That's a word God had given me to given me and also to share with someone your ruins will be rebuilt. your ruins will be rebuilt. yeah so I remembered that when I read this like when you have been forsaken whereas you have been forsaken and hated with no one passing through because you know you're you're desolate I will make you an everlasting pride a joy from generation to generation you will also suck the milk of nations and suck the breast of kings (laughs) Belcher. Then you will know that I, the Lord am your God and your Redeemer the Mighty One of Jacob Instead of bronze I will bring gold and instead of iron I will bring silver and instead of wood, bronze and instead of stones, iron and I will make peace your administrators and righteousness your overseers Violence will not be heard again in your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. No longer will you have the sun for light by day, nor for brightness will the moon give you light. But you will have the Lord for an everlasting light, and your God for your glory. Your sun will no longer set, nor will your moon wane, for you will have the Lord for an everlasting light and the days of your mourning will be over. Then all your people will be righteous. They will possess the land forever. The branch of my planting, the branch is Christ, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. The smallest one will become a clan and the least one, a mighty nation, I, the Lord, will hasten it, hasten it in its time. Amen. So that is, those are the that's the kind notes that I had collected on January seventh, on Sunday. Yeah. So um, I don't even know what the title today will be, but I'll I'll think about that and. Uh, I'll see. (laughs) So let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for teaching. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for revealing truth, revealing wisdom, revealing knowledge, giving understanding. And I pray, oh God, that your word bears fruit in my life Um, and in the life of whoever will listen to this. I pray for your love and your glory to shine in our lives. I'm praying for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, wisdom, fruitfulness, um, plenty. Uh, happiness I think that's the joy that I'm talking about peace righteousness we're praying for everything that is good may you bless us abundantly may our cup overflow Overflow in my soul. Overflow. In my life, in my family's life, in my friends' lives, in my neighbors' lives, in my my nation's um my nation from generation to generation and also in the lives of whoever is will come across this and For your bride. For your church. Uh, It's in Jesus name I pray trusting and believing. Amen. In my soul. Overflow. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of The Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.